Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Cut. play it. Episode twenty six. Something's tapping. Yep, there we go. I'm ready? That's how you know we've been podcasting mm-hmm. for a little bit now. We know this. <laughs> Flagged. Three, two. What up, what up? Welcome to Bullcorn Sports, episode 26. And this week, guys, we're going to we're gonna intertwine these episodes with about 80% of the Permian Basin having open in the Permian in the high school realm for football. We're just going to throw it on here. Plus, we've got a special guest with us here today. We've got professional boxer Conrad Martinez fighting with Gorilla Heavy Hitters Boxing Gym is here with us live. He'll be on the show a little later. Stay tuned for that. But, Sammy, we had another crazy week of high school football. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> they just come at us every week, week for after week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those deals where, like, I don't know if you heard about the Legacy game. That was a crazy – well, let's just talk about yeah, that right yeah. now. Midland Legacy is open this week. They'll be back in action against Friendship on 10-7. And that game is at Friendship, but they just played the Converse Judson Rockets, which is a Texas powerhouse. Yes. Down by 47 early in the second quarter. Them, them, they Rebels, were they were, them Rebels came back and almost edged that game. They ended up losing 60 to 50, but they were down 47 to 0 early in the second quarter. That, the grit. Well, it's grit. grit and, and think about how hard that must be. You got to put up that many points in two, two and a half quarters, right? If that, um, to me, you go into district play, you're going in momentum. A loss is a loss, but some things happened during preseason. Maybe you were able to come back, almost come back. At the end of the day, I think they're going to district feeling good about themselves. I would. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I said, anytime you got that kid at quarterback, you're <laughs> in the game. Which okay. kid? What are you but, talking but about? But in that same in that same breath, then you. Can't start 47. Oh, no, for That's, sure. I mean, for sure. For that sure. Means you yes. had plenty of possessions to put some points on the board. And it is a concern, a yeah. little bit. I mean, there's a lot of problems with, with football teams just in general. Who can start fast, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. You can get out to a lead like that. I mean, right. you're comfortable. Um, obviously, grit and fighting back, right. but don't put yourself in a hole like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're too talented to do that. Um, how you're not ready, I understand the travel and all that stuff, but it's like how you're not ready to play a game like that. Uh, you got to take this as a cold, hard lesson because this is not going to happen in the playoffs. And, and it's kind of what reminiscent of what happened with South Lake last year, last year when they lost in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. South Lake jumped out, I mean, they just cruised the rest of the way, you know. So you got to start fast. Yep. And, and you know, it's just, for, like you said, Brad, that travel to go to, to the San Antonio area, yeah, you got to be ready, though, right? I mean, yes, it takes a toll on you. I, I, but I guess where I'm coming from is that – that's special. I mean, to be down that much and come back again, I agree, Brad. You shouldn't be down that much. But, you know, hats off to that to that coaching staff and them kids, you know, for for staying in the game, not just laying down and saying, "Hey, let's let's get back to Midland and, you know, get better." But you're right. When they come against friend or when they go to friendship, that's another road game on 10-7. They're going to have to start early. And like I said, I, I feel like Davila and, and Coach Hartman and all those guys, I, I think they're going to rally around that game. Yes, it was a loss, right? I mean, it is what it is. But 
I still think Legacy is is a top team in this district, and I think they're going to battle it out with Permian for the but for the whole district. You say this district winning this district is what does that do for you? Put another gold ball in your room. I mean, your coach's office, your school. You can win this district. You can be co-champs of this district. What what is that? That that means the standard in this area has dropped tremendously. I mean. Obviously, we can go back to the Friday Night Lights days, the the Cedric Benson days at Lee. West Texas is all about football. And where has that been since the early 2000s, to be quite honest? When did we come and step in foot with these Houston teams, Metroplex teams? We have the talent here. It's here. Uh, wh- why everybody thinks just winning this district is 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 to be commended? I mean, I mean, let's be real. You're you're gonna win. I mean, somebody's gonna win this thing here in this district. Like, they don't I don't care about that gold ball. I'm trying to stack up three and four gold balls in a season. Mm. Oh, definitely. Mm. That's the end goal. You're absolutely right, Brad. That's that's where these teams want to go. But it's almost like it's the first step to the next step. But definitely, you win a, a district. That's hopefully that's not your only goal. No, for sure. No, no. It's just you know you, you see the locker room talking and and these that's like you said. It's the first step. But to Brad's point we want to compete with those metroplex teams Absolutely. and we want to beat them it's not oh, that yeah, we, we, wanna we don't want we don't want to almost beat them no, right and I'm when it gets them, to guys. and when it gets to playoffs i feel like these kind of games that midland legacy just played in and the game against Cibolo, that those are going to be the games that help pretty much let them get to that next level or or you know what i mean make them play at that level cuz they're battle tested at that point it all it all depends what happens in the playoffs. Of course, you win the district, you play the four seed of another district. That's the that's the caveat of winning the district. You play a lower seed from the other area. But Brad, he's got a good point. All roads lead to the Metroplex. Every year, it happens. It, we just got to get by it, right? I mean, it, it's time for for us to get past that level. And I think that there's there's a couple teams in in this district that can do that. And, and Legacy being one of them, the other one. Permian, which is also open this week, they beat or they beat Abilene Cooper fifty-six to twenty-eight, and their next game is the game we've all been waiting for, the the the, the crosstown rivalry, Permian versus OHS on ten seven. Sammy, what did you see from this Permian team, and what are you expecting to see on ten seven? I was able to watch Permian this past week, and they did what we expected. They came out and won, but I do have a concern. Last week I gave Permian a lot of credit. I said they're a great football team. I talked about how good they were for coming back from mm-hmm. being down 27-7. Looking back, one of the things, like Brad said earlier, you cannot start 27-7 being down at home. Can't happen. That is a concern. So if, if Permian wants to win this district, they can't have these slow starts. They need to come out and be on top like they did against Cooper, which Cooper has some good talent. They had great players. I watched the game. Fun to watch. They ran away with it in the end like I thought they would. They came to play. There's some dogs in this district. And I'm talking about Midland High specifically. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> and it's too early for me to make a prediction on Odessa High and Permian. I, I'm not going to get We're not doing that yet, this, this, this episode. But I will say this. That game is going to be more competitive than people may think. Uh, I'm going to – since it's a trend here, and, and I'm, I'm all for this area, um, I want to see the slow starts – I don't know what's going on. I don't, I've never been to a practice uh, recently. But let's start off the practice ones versus ones. As soon as you get out there and you're stretched and you're ready to rock, go for four to six plays. Ones on ones, that's what we used to do. That was in college. That was in the pros. And that's what our coaches would do to get us to a faster start because it's like 
these kids they practice it you know about four o'clock or so mm-hmm. and then they're they're you know by the time seven o'clock rolls around they're already you know what i mean they're they're done with practice so their bodies are kind of used to that that norm of a friday night right yeah you're not starting until seven well your body's like hey bro this is when we shut it down usually yes so change something around i don't know if that's what they're doing maybe they are maybe they're not but hey See if it works. I promise you. It's something about getting done with that stretch and you're getting right to it because that's exactly what happens in the game. You're going to go sit. You're going to do your pregame warm-up. You're going to go in the locker room for 10 to 15 minutes and you're coming right back out. And guess what? It's time to play now. And that's where I feel like the, the you know, the slow starts come from. Mm-hmm. You're just used to like, oh, we're just going to ease into this. I'm going to get warmed up after I run a couple of routes. No, we need to be ready right now. Yes. That's a very good point because I didn't think about that. I didn't even touch my mind but i'm also not a professional athlete <laughs> or a former professional athlete <laughs> like brad is uh but yeah no i mean it, it is something to to note and again you know my my prediction is it's going to be permian legacy's show at the end and it, and it might come down that to that brad who's going to get off to the slower start because with these two teams yes with permian and legacy it, it's it's a common occurrence but they always find a way right so maybe, maybe if you're the team that gets off to the slower start in that game, maybe you're not going to be able to climb back yeah. in, in a game like that. And OHS, you know, speaking on them, they're open this week as well, but they beat Clemens 35-14. to 14. Handedly, yeah. That should have been a worse of a blowout. Really? Yeah, it was. I watched that game too, and um, I saw some good things at Odessa he High. Like, he was about quite a bit of games. Yeah, he actually <laughs> made a couple of games. I made a couple of games, West Texas. I live for this, man. I live for it. Yeah, talk about it, Sammy, because, you know, I obviously didn't see it. I mean, and I know Ivan had a, had a you know, a stat pack game, you know, and Jalen Jones had a stat pack game. What did that look like? Oh, it looked it looked like it was back to back to business as usual for them. You know, they started off hot, 2-0, looked almost unbeatable in some spots, I thought. The real thing I was impressed – I didn't see the penalties come out as much. It looked disciplined on defense, and they got their run game back, and that's Ooh. important. Oh, okay. And I think that's a focal point for them that they're focusing on to get their, you know, to get going into the district. They want to establish the run. They did. They could have won that game probably a lot, a lot with a lot more points. I'm sure they took some players out, but you know, that's how really they the Clemens wasn't that great. They didn't really look like they had. Many, many athletes to me, but they are Cibolo Steel's crossed on rival. And I got me I got me to thinking I wonder how bad Cibolo Steel beats up on no, these I was guys. About to say, pretty this sounds pretty bad. <laughs> pretty handily. <laughs> I ain't really heard of them. <laughs> Speaking of pretty handily, Midland High, you know, it, and I will mention Odessa High back in action. I mentioned it earlier, ten seven against Permian. So but we're gonna touch on that. I wanna save all takes for that game for, for next week's yes. episode. But Midland High uh, Open this week as well. They beat Andres out of El Paso 74 to 14. And we've got our player of the week out of that out of that school. It's gonna be Bradley Perez. And I I know he had some amazing runs. This kid was bouncing all over the place. And I have his stats right here. I believe what are his stats? I believe he had nine carries, 187 yards, and two touchdowns in a blowout. <laughs> By the men and high bulldogs, Perez gets uh, the Bullcorn Sports Player of the Week honors uh, for Week Five, I believe was the the week. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's a dog. I mean, no pun intended. No pun. That, that kid's no. a dog, and we've been we mentioned him a couple episodes ago. But he's big. I didn't think he was that big. I, I will say that hats off to him. That that's great, and getting this honor, you know, 
Just big time. Bullcorn sports athlete. Oh, it's big time. But man, who's the marketing department over there at Mellon High? Because them pregame pictures, <laughs> Brad, there's, there's a couple of them that are. <laughs> I think we could have done better. <laughs> you know, not not we, not me personally. I just think. <laughs> there was something to be done. I'm glad you said it because I've been pictures. every week that they come out, I send them, and I'm like, wait, huh? Uh-huh. I mean, they're cool. They're cool, right? Come on, Bulldog Nation, y'all know these pictures, these pregame pictures. Do not <laughs> the post, the pre, the game the time, the game oh, day, po- the game about. day post. <laughs> but hey, Sammy, you've said this multiple times. They are the dark horse in this district. And you know what scares me about them? Coach Fortune does not take his foot off the gas. 74-14? You mean to tell me he had to do that to them? That's oh, yeah. scary. Absolutely. No, but you you see other coaches, they pull their players out. They stop. Mm. They slow her down. And that's why they end up coming back. That's why they end up coming there, back. Yo, you just blow them out. It from is the just something to take note of because if Midland High gets a lead on you, look out. They're going to try to run it up. I can already tell you. And Especially that, if you wear black and white. Which we know. That might be personal there. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. And they're back in action on 10-7 against San Angelo High, which, mind y'all, is coming off of a viral, viral game with the Hail Mary. Yeah. I don't know if you you saw that. Yeah. Brad, did you by any chance get to see that? It's their homecoming. (laughs) It's their homecoming. He scrambles out of the pocket. Finds a man, no time on the clock. They were down by four points or something. And like it was that. central, right? Central. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Central. Sorry, but yes, that yeah, I that that sounded weird when you said it. I yeah. was like, it's because the way I have high. it here is S A S A H S. So I'm kind of like trying to figure that out. I, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with them. Damn, San Angelo. Well, and that was a great play. Last second. I man, it's exciting too. Have you heard the audio on that? No, I haven't heard man. the audio. I saw the video, but man. It was a hell of a play. I, yeah, a cool I, I play. thought I'd mention that because they're kind of close to here. Yeah, Wiley, our buddy over there, Evelyn Wiley, was mm-hmm. on the tail end of that. You know, took the L. Ooh. You know, the freshman quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, it yeah, was a good play. Uh, Pecos is going on at Shallow Water in Andrews, Texas, mm. on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, they come off of their home opener at the brand-new Palace in Pecos, the jewel of West Texas, whatever everybody's calling it. And they, they said that they, it's been everywhere. CBS. Yeah, it has <laughs> been everywhere. They calling it the. I mean, and honestly, oh, wait, that's a thing. Yeah, Jewel of West Texas or the Palace in Pecos. I like the guys, Palace. And let me tell you, not Pecos, being biased, have, but like a jewel. Uh, guys, go. <laughs> it's state of the art. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I am going. Your mom had him. <laughs> I'll be there for that. Brad, Brad's name actually got brought up on the live broadcast because they they parachuted the ball in. You know, they, they parachuted it in, and he was just like, yeah, you know, I don't know what would have been better, Bradley Marquez or the parachute. Or, and he goes, yeah. or Bradley parachuting the ball in. Oh, <laughs> hell no. I know parachutes for me, brother. Hey, so so I, I sent the video. You heard you heard the audio about it. I'm like, Bradley ain't getting no damn parachute. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they take on shallow water. And, and you know, I will say uh, the home opener, the, the stadium opener was not a – it wasn't a great turnout. Uh, we lost 68 to 20. Well, you guys, you know, Seminole. Pecos played a, a tough Seminole, Seminole team that just had come off a big win yeah. against an undefeated Andrews team. That's a promising team. A three Tall division task. one commits. Mm-hmm. Three division one commits. You know, you open up your new stadium. You got your homecoming crowd. There's a lot of emotions going on. Maybe too tall of a task for that, but hey, they still, they, it, like yep. we said earlier, 
they're it's a new offense. It's baby steps. Right. You just got to keep playing. Yeah, and you just keep playing football. I mean, and 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 kudos to the Seminole Indians. I mean, if you guys saw Blake Flowers play quarterback for some, he said 6'3", 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. Kid's phenomenal. I mean, you talk about not oh, letting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That kid did not let up. Like he oh, was in really? there till like about nah, about a quarter into the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Man, he he was lighting us up. He had five touchdown okay. passes and one running. I mean, I don't know when they schedule these games. I know the they had to push back the Pegasus homecoming right. for the stadium. But let's stop scheduling these teams where you have potential to lose these homecoming games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not supposed it, to happen. It's always a bulletin board thing in, in all sport, you know, or in in at any level. Right. If you're scheduling us for homecoming. You feel a type of way yeah, about definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. And Blake I mean? Flowers and they did felt that. a type of way. <laughs> no, absolutely. And then there was, uh, you know, uh, Deion Sanders there at Jackson State. They scheduled them. Somebody scheduled them. I don't know who the heck would want to schedule Jackson State for homecoming. But another example, listen to this postgame you know, talk, and it was like, yeah, that, I mean, they scheduled us for homecoming. So, I mean, I know you guys work on schedules years in advance, so schedule somebody. Well, and, you know, I agree. The the person who scheduled Seminole homecoming, the schedule, they they left. So I guess Coach Williams just kind of inherited this schedule, which I don't know how that works with like picking your homecoming and all that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know but I mean, I guarantee you, it probably won't happen again. We we play two L. We still have two El Paso teams at home. Take them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Put one of those guys yeah, out for homecoming. Yeah. No disrespect to El Paso teams. Though. No disrespect them. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, and you know we we do. So Pegas did take that loss, sixty eight to twenty, to Seminole. Uh, Seminole only has one loss on the year, and that's to Shallow Water. And Pegas play Shallow Water on Saturday. Are they? They're at Shallow Water. Uh, it's in Andrews in at Andrews. the Mustang Bowl Saturday at two thirty. So I'll be there on Saturday calling that game. Uh, Fort Stockton. Moving on to Fort Stockton, they're open. Um, and and check this out, guys. I did want to talk about this a little bit. They're playing Clint next week on ten seven or no on ten six Thursday at six p.m. because the UIL has a major ref shortage. We've heard about this, right? And and the PBYFL that you're affiliated with, yes. is they use a lot of the tassel refs, which are UIL referees. So I'm they're starting to think like there's going to be a lot of games that are rescheduled from like a Friday to a Thursday, Friday to a Saturday. That's terrible, just because there's a ref shortage. Yeah, that's a shame. Huh, that so first sense. time, first time I'm seeing that it comes uh, by way of Fort Stockton versus Clint game moving from Friday to Thursday. October 6th at 6 p.m. So that's, that's when they'll be back in action. That's the fans' fault. They be talking all that shit. These referees, <laughs> and they like, well, fuck it. We won't get yeah. this. <laughs> Who y'all going to play? <laughs> you um, know? So, I mean, it's show some respect to these refs, yeah. and then they'll be out there. You yep. know, there's just too many. You, it's called the way it is, and it's not the end. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some that are more egregious than others, but, I mean, come on, man. You can't control it all. Just let it be. Is that a district game? I believe so. It's the district opener. District opener. Yep. An undefeated, undefeated Fort Stockton, Stockton team. Yep. That beat a East of 34-14 was their score up there. On the road. On the road. Monahans is open as well <laughs> this week, uh, but they, they kicked their season back off on 10-7 against Pecos. The, the, the Pecos River shootout is the, that what they call that game. Nice. Uh, but they beat Denver City 40-27. to I'm sure Chino Navarrete is still still doing his thing over there, Monahans. Good. Good. And going into the next game is not an open game, and our game of the week is going to be Big Spring at Seminole. Oh, two man. great programs, two you know, 
these programs are doing very, very good. Coach Cannon and Big Spring, you know, big supporter of us. And, you know, we're, we're supporting the Big Spring Steers as well. But watch out for them Seminole Indians. They're making a lot of noise, a very senior-heavy team. That's Friday at 7 p.m. at Seminole, and that's going to be a heck of a game, Sammy. I'm, I'm full, yeah. Like I said, Blake Flowers and them Seminole Indians are just flat-out amazing. Look out, though, Big Spring. Big Spring can play football. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey man, no, no, nothing's given to you on, on a in a district bout. No, not at all. Just play, man. Who who are you picking in that, Sammy? That you know, I feel like I'm on the spot here. But I'm going with Big Spring. Big Spring America. I, I'm a I'm gonna call it just because I saw them play last week. First hand. I'm gonna take Seminole. And we'll talk about this next week, Coach Cannon. Don't kill me. <laughs> that, yeah, Coach Cannon, get him. Yeah, I mean that that Seminole team just by the way they look, two three rounds at the minimum. Get him. <laughs> Andrews at Canyon, which was also a, a candidate for game of the week. That's two. Uh, Andrews now has, has one loss, and Canyon's still undefeated. I was gonna say, so they beat Greenwood. They beat Greenwood twenty one to fourteen last week. So I fully expect that game to be a a defensive battle, just a gauntlet but i'm gonna take myself i'm gonna take in andrews to come out and absolutely shine against canyon i know they can do it that's a stout team andrews has so so you're saying an andrews team that already lost a game against a team who hasn't lost a game maybe playing a little tight they can still win yes they can in, they I can like instead that. out and i'll tell you what that there's a and I just wanted to note this too. On Friday night, there was a special moment that took place in the Andrews game when they when they won over Lubbock High. Uh, there was a five three hundred pound senior, Evan Sparks, who is a special needs kid. Uh, the, po- both coaches talked about it. They called a timeout. Uh, he came in the game and he made a tackle. Hell yeah! It, yeah, you know it was just it, Hell yeah. shout out to both of these school districts. It was an amazing moment. There's video of it. It's it's going all over the news. Yeah, but it's just just awesome. a special moment, and and it was really really good to see that you know come from so close to us. You know what I mean? So just that's awesome. Shout out to both of those school districts. Coach Love that. Us. Everybody, shout out. That's awesome. And with that, I'm taking Andrews. Like I said, I'm taking Andrews to, to beat Canyon in in an upset. I want to know who you're taking though. I like your pick. I'm gonna roll with Andrews. Let's come on, roll. Andrews. Come on, Andrews. <laughs> Greenwood, uh, this is going to be, for me, this is going to be a blowout. Greenwood versus San Angelo Lakeview, 7 p.m. I like Greenwood oh. by a whole lot. Yeah, Lakeview is going to be a long night. <laughs> Greenwood all the way. Yes, sir. It, you know, and a, t- and a team that's from around here that we haven't mentioned, uh, but they travel to Reagan County is Kermit. Kermit traveling to Reagan County. Uh, and it's a lower class division, I believe. Uh, Big Lake is a little is one division or classification smaller than Kermit, but... Reagan County has that kid, and and I I need to figure out if he's still hurt or not. I believe he had an injury, but I, I believe he's back. Is he back? Yes. If he is, I like Reagan County. Kaysen Brown Kaysen. is back. Kermit has a strong team. We haven't talked about them much. So they have a new head coach this year. They started off slow, but with that new head coach comes his son, which was an All State running back. So he knows offense. He he, he, he knows he knows the okay. game, and that running back is a difference maker. I just don't. I don't think it's enough to beat Big Lake, to be honest with you. I think Big Lake comes in, or I think Big Lake wins this ball game. Close, but I like Big Lake. I like Kermit. I like Kermit a lot. You're going with the Yellow Jackets, huh? Okay. And our Chihuahua is back in action. McKamey versus Sterling City, 7 p.m. 
it's a home game for them, I believe. Yes. And my fellow my fellow Packer fan, Coach Salcedo, offensive coordinator for McKamey, he he just hit me with go pack go. So yes, go pack go. And I like McKamey steamrolling Sterling City. Oh, in a big win? Big okay. win. Big, big, big win. Yeah, Sterling City, I think I don't know if they're rebuilding, but I'm gonna take McKamey in this one. Ooh, okay. Very, very easy pick. Very, yeah, I was about to say that. And you know what? That's going to do it for the picks this week because everybody's <laughs> open. I, one more to w- mention, Wink is open this week too. But they, they're back in action against El Dorado in a game that I think that they're going to win handily as oh, well. Every, but yeah. And, and honestly, that's that's going to do it for Permian Basin football, guys. I mean, it's it's short. 80% of the, of the Permian Basin is open. I just wanted to give you guys a quick little recap what to look out for. Uh, and there's a there's a couple games going on this week. If you're not doing anything, go out there and catch them. But that's gonna do it for our local. But don't go anywhere. On this same episode, we're gonna dive into it right now. Actually, is is our pro segment. And with that, the man is here. The team is here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Conrad Martinez and manager, trainer, everything in the books. Idam Sanchez here with us at Bullcorn Sports. Thank you guys for coming on. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And, and just for our listeners, Conrad is 4-0 and and is the WBC Big Belt champion. So that means he's a badass, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. And he, Better he, than you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a fight coming up, ladies and gentlemen, October 15, 15th at the Pan American Ballroom here in Odessa, Texas. Yes, sir. Oh, that's, that's going to be a big event. Brad, I know you were at his last event, too, oh, yeah. and, and you were talking all about it. It was electric, guys. So... Conrad, what's it like? You're about three weeks out. How's how's the training camp going? Uh, it's going good right now, man. You know, uh, I'm doing good on my weight right now. Weight cuts not not as harsh as as the other fights was, but um, it's going good. You know, we've been really we've been preparing really hard for this fight. We don't take no opponents lightly. Um, yeah, and I just I just can't wait to perform in front of my city. And, and you know, speaking on, on his opponent come October fifteenth, you know, we're just looking. This guy, he's he's a he's the really he's a really good actually. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's one of Robert Garcia's guys and absolutely demolished him. And he's got a record yes, that that speaks for itself. Uh, Mr. Sanchez, what are you seeing from from this training camp from Conrad? Uh, just you know, he's a little bit more more focused. You know, mm-hmm. starting to get comfortable with being a professional fighter. You know, yeah. sacrifices and and uh, making weight and just being disciplined. So. He's he's learning. He's he's becoming a a man. <laughs> he's not a peasant anymore. <laughs> and, and and just so everybody's aware too, he fights out of the Gorilla Heavy Hitters boxing gyms. And and I just wanted to get your take on that. I mean, how did that come about here for Odessa? Uh, you know, uh, I, I came up with the name a while back because you know I was into weightlifting. I could tell. I can't I, tell. <laughs> <laughs> I still try, but not as much as I used to. But you know, they call me Gorilla, and then um, I started calling, you know, because, you know, they hit hard, heavy hitters. Right. Mm-hmm. So we started making shirts, you know, to uh, to sell, to take these guys to tournaments. Right. Because it gets expensive, you know. So oh, for sure. We sell shirts and, you know, put it out there, and they started getting, you know, people were, you know, uh, you know they, they, like the, right. they like the brand, you know. So, and, you know, when I opened my gym, we just stuck with Gorilla Heavy Hitters, so. 
And, you know, based on the social media interactions with everybody, I mean, th- that gym seems like it's got some fighters in there. I mean, Conrad, you're, you're leading that, that way as well. Yes, I believe sir, he yes, picks sir. your brother, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, he, sir. He's in there, too. And I, I think he had a knockout win. Brad, you know, yep. talked about how electric that was. Oh, it was, was crazy. It was crazy. It's live. I had my necklace on. I jumped up so high and it <laughs> flew up and hit me in my tooth. <laughs> 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 good, good thing little, it little chip tooth. <laughs> yeah. At least it didn't chip. But, man, that thing was, it was electric in there. The, the entire atmosphere, the community came out uh it was awesome that that's starting even the weigh-ins you know at, right. at, at twin peaks it was a lot of fun being being a part mm-hmm. of the weigh-ins the night before too so so yeah you no know, and and that's one of the things that i wanted to touch because it, it hasn't been around at least you know since since i've been alive i haven't really seen all, all these boxing events happen in in the permian basin yeah. right yeah and it's so good that you guys are doing that for this area because you just don't see it and it's so cool that they're like successful right like there's a lot of people that are right. going to these and i just wanted to get with you conrad on this uh-huh. How is it boxing in your backyard, so to say? It, it's electric, I can imagine. You know, I'm just I'm just grateful, man. It's uh, it's it's a blessing. You know, God's blessed me with the this opportunity to, you know, perform in front of my city and, uh, you know, kind of be a role model for these kids and 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 be there with them all the time. It just it, it's a blessing, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. And you've got already one star on BoxRec, which is is a it's a national or worldwide uh, website app, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. to to pretty much recognize boxers. And with a four and zero record, he's already got one star, which is extremely hard to do. I mean, you've got people like Ryan Garcia that are, you know are are five star <laughs> boxers, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. took them so long. And you at four and zero, I mean, that just goes to say, you know, you're doing the right thing, yes, sir. And man, I cannot. Um, I cannot imagine how that feeling is whenever you come out that tunnel here in Odessa and the crowds. You got your people going. You see Brad out there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's uh, it's electrifying, and uh, you know, during that moment, it's just it's weird. You you're really not in the moment. It it it, it just happens. It's weird. It's so weird. And you said, you know, it, it means a lot to you to be a role model to a lot of these kids. And you as a fighter, you know, I'm sure you looked up to a lot of people. Who are oh, yeah. some of the guys that you looked up to whenever you were coming through the ranks? Um, or look up to now. <laughs> I've, I've always looked up to my dad. You know, he's 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 a good man. He's a he's a people's person. He's he's always been there for other people, other kids. How many rounds would he last with you in the ring? <laughs> Every single round. He ain't, he, ain't, he ain't gonna be in there with me. <laughs> he's be nice. <laughs> so so you, um, are you a Canelo fan? Uh yeah, that when when he lost Mayweather, I stopped liking him for a minute. But I became I became a Canelo fan again. You know, you got to give the man his respects. He he fights the best. Shoot, he was twenty two years old fighting yes. 30, 33 year old right, Mayweather. Right, so right. Mayweather was in his prime. It's like it's like me fighting Canelo right now. You know, oh man, I'm twenty. <laughs> I, oh man, I'm, I'm like let's I'm twenty two. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we got a contact. You know that that'd be a good one. I'm a golden boy, golden boy. <laughs> we need to stay in there to spar uh, with you. Hey, that, that, you know, I actually content. wanted to do that, but I won't. No, do you with don't. You, so don't don't no, no. I mean, don't, don't do that. I'll go to contact. Uh, but Chancho, you're looking at me funny. How how many rounds do you think I last with Conrad? Mmm. About half of one. <laughs> half of one. <laughs> I take I take you as like you got three good punches. After that, gas tanks on each. Conrad, that's Conrad. what it's about. The gas tank. That's that's what. Yeah, I ain't what got that. So, about. so you said about the gas tank. So what would you say? I know everything, right? Everything is it means something. Everything's part of boxing. Mm-hmm. What would you say is something that maybe 
that people don't understand or you know is it the gas tank is it the le- the feet work is it the speed is it the power i know it all encapsulates yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of everything right but yeah. but what's something that you think you know sure uh, I'd, I'd say the conditioning man yeah without yeah. conditioning you ain't nothing you can get a scrub who throws wild but if he can go 12 rounds with you it's and, a long and night you and you ain't got that gas tank in you he's gonna he's gonna take you down so, so what's what's the furthest you've run? What uh, conditioning? What's what's uh? Mm, I'd say like twelve miles is the first I've, ever, I've ever hell ran. Nah. Twelve miles. <laughs> I rode a bike for thirteen one yeah, time, yeah. but I was on a bike. Kills. Is that something that you you put on him? You know, you set his mileage for the day. I mean, you, you pretty much coordinate all his training, or or how do you work that as far as the trainer goes? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the conditioning, uh, you know, amateurs, you know, you you fight three rounds. As you get older, the elite level, you're doing three minutes already. Then you go pro, then it's four rounds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the you got to have, you got to run. You got to have conditioning, you know, sparring. You can spar all the rounds in the world, but if you don't have the road work, it's not going right. to work. You can have all the road work in the world, but if you don't have the rounds in the ring, you got to have both. You, know you got to I mean? have everything. Yeah, <laughs> so, everything. Perfect everything, balance. Yeah. yeah. He would go from like three, oh, I ran three miles, but now he's knocking out. Eight, eight miles nine. daily, daily, you know, five <laughs> minimum, five minimum treadmill five. or no, just on the road. On road. Yeah, yeah, road work. Are road you do, are you doing this first? Like, what's your workout routine as far as it when you're not getting ready for a fight compared to when you are getting ready? Yeah, for a that's fight? a good one. So, like, when I'm when I'm not fighting, I'll I'll train about twice a day, and I'll run still, still, I'll still hit the five miles minimum. And then I'll go get some med ten and uh, bag work with my dad. That's when I'm not training, but when I'm training, I'll do. Uh, we'll get our we'll get our mitts in in the morning. Then I'll go for my five mile run or whatever it is, and then and then I'll go uh, and do strength and conditioning. So you know, strength and conditioning in the sport it's it's different now, and I think it's very important now. You know, to have strength and conditioning in there. So yeah, that that's that's like the big difference. The 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 three to four workout today to the two two workout today. That's the difference in camp and and uh, being in camp. So so what's it like like now? You know, obviously early in your pro career, um, and obviously these fights kind of come about quick sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so obviously you're gonna have to stay in some type of shape to be ready to yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like, hey, I can make this camp. You know, in X amount of weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, w- what's that like? Do you, do you enjoy that process? Or you wish it was a little more you know stable where you can line up your obviously you yeah, know yeah. the more you know, higher up and stuff that happens. But. Now you know we like. So like early on in my career, I'm, I try to stay as ready as possible all the time because you never know when you're gonna get that call. Boom. Right, right. You know you're gonna you get that call and you're up. Boom. It could be from because you gotta wait two weeks to fight. From like if you fight on October 15, you gotta wait two weeks and then fight again. Fight again, yeah. So well, it's like you get three days per round suspension. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you fight huh. six rounds. And you go full six rounds, you're suspended for three days per round. Oh, so oh that's interesting. That's crazy. That that's makes crazy. so much more sense now. Why they're if you get knocked out, breaks. well, then it's longer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, oh, yeah. So you you have a longer suspension. Well, so, and that's that's through this, that's sanctioning. I mean, that's all yeah, through the yeah. sanctioning so, body. So, I mean, you know, that's just the way it works on what? that on that part. Okay. And I think it's different with every commission. So like Texas Commission, they got to approve everything before you fight. So. I think it's different, like with California Commission. Oh, it's the same. Three different. days. Three days. Sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. <laughs> Don't mind doing that. <laughs> uh, being that your your dad is is your coach and all that stuff, how is it when it comes to turning it off? Because my my uh, dad, my grandpa used to coach my dad back in the day. My dad would tell me horror stories about. My grandpa never turned it off. He yeah, was always yeah. on him constantly. Do y'all, are y'all able to do that, or is it you're on your son 24-7? Because you want him to be the best. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. It's just uh, I'm always on his ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Now, I've let off the gas now because I, I try to micromanage him. Hey, where you at? Did you run? All right, what are you eating? What are you weighing? Right. You got to stay ready, you know. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? All right. I said, he's a fucking grown-ass man. I don't have time for that shit. Mm-hmm. So so it's like, hey, I need you here at this time. Be there. And that's ours to it. Yeah. You know, be, I give him, you know, be at this weight at this time, at this day. And no questions asked, man. You know, at the end of the day, he's got to. Got to do it. You know, he puts in the work. I manage pretty much what, what everything else, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's tough at first. We, we've had, you know, some little fights. <laughs> I've slung plenty of water bottles across the gym. <laughs> kicked his ass out out of the gym. Grab my face mask. I grab his fucking face mask and talk shit and kick them out. Yeah, but, but then I tell him. But then you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's his life on the line, bro. So yeah, yeah. there's no friends in the ring. Hey, I'm your coach. I'm not your dad, bro. Mm. You know, after out of the ring, out of the gym, it's a different story. But when we're in there, don't waste my time and don't waste your time because boxing, like I said, it's tough, man. It's a tough business, and and if you don't take it serious, there's major consequences. For you're it. done, you're not bro. It serious. You can be the best fighter in the world, but honestly, if you have the wrong team, they can ruin your career. Wow. Yeah. With one bad decision, you know. Yeah, a lot of coaches get the calls for, hey, you know, uh, are you gonna be on ESPN? You know, ESPN Plus. You're gonna be on TV. We're gonna give you this much money. Yeah, a lot of dads take that fight. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I've turned them down because we're gonna. We want to be the A side all the time. But, yeah. And you don't want to be that stepping no, stone no, for somebody else, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. And, so. and, and that takes, I can imagine when, when the dollar signs start flashing, ESPN, you hear, yeah, you hear yeah. ESPN, TV, I can imagine that's tempting. And, yeah. and for you to be able to turn that down, yeah. to be honest with you, it takes, some, it takes some very hard discipline. And I'm sure, you know, Conrad wants the exposure. Yeah, he wants yeah. to be out there, but you're, on, you're watching out for him, yeah. right? I mean, that's the, it's the fights that we want. I, when I get the call, I'm like, oh, shit, I got so-and-so yeah. calling me on my mm-hmm. phone. You know, it's crazy. That's the call you always wanted. Right. But then you're like, and, you know, I talked to a general. I'm not going to say any names, but he's a top-notch, you know, matchmaker. Right. Hmm. And he offered us a fight. And then uh, he's like, well, I'm going to let you think about it. I say, hey, yeah, I appreciate it, sir, you know, whatever. And he goes, I'll give you a few days. He called me back a couple of days later. He goes, yeah, I went ahead and went with this other guy. He goes, but uh, he goes, I can tell how much you love your son. He goes, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, I'll be calling you guys again. But he knew that, you know, anybody else would have. I've seen. Oh, yeah. And it ruins him. I've yeah. seen people take fights that you shouldn't take, man. But I know he could have probably beat him. Easy. He would have beat him. Right. But it's like we're going to be the B side. So you have to literally knock his ass out. Right. To even get a fair chance. If it's closed, you're screwed. Yeah. Right. Yep. Oh, you got to pretty much kill him to tie. And and just j- speaking on that, you know, we we see boxing and and every every big fight, right? It's this guy's X amount and O, X amount and O. How how critical 
in early in his career is that one loss? It's pretty critical, man, you know, since, uh, but you know, back then, it wasn't bad. You know, you put a good fight, you went to war, it was a damn close fight. Nobody judged you, you know. But since the Mayweather era, now everybody right. wants to be undefeated. Right. And I think that's where it's wrong, man, because they need to get, they need to get over that shit. We want good fights. That's why good these people fight. ain't fighting yeah. the best. Exactly. You know, everybody wants to protect that zero, but let's say I'm a fighter, you know, a good fighter, and I'll fight him. But, shit, we went at it. It was close. Right. It's like the UFC. They fight everybody. Nobody judges them for having a loss. Right. No, that's true. That's, that's very true. The UFC. Because there's, a, there's not a lot of – there's the, the matchmaker. Right. He yeah, makes yeah, the yeah. There's match. Only right. There's yeah. only one. There's only one. You know, yeah, so. You know, and it's – it's just and, and and I bring that up because just I've we've all seen it right like we've talked about it me and Brad like we want to see these certain people fight but so many people are trying to protect that zero and you know Conrad being four and zero you know climbing up the ladder it's it's just That's a reality crazy. he's got to protect it too so I mean I commend you for for protecting that um, but also we talked about how hard boxing can be on mm-hmm. on somebody's mental and body and just their whole ass you, you guys are family you know what I mean there was a time Conrad where I believe you stepped away. From the uh, sport, yeah, I, stu- I, I mean, I trained when I was younger. Twelve, I started at twelve years old, and I fought for like a year and a half. And then, uh, you know, like everybody else here, I, I, I gave it up, and I started playing uh, baseball and football. And all the way from seventh grade to my senior year, I quit boxing. I mean, I was still, mm. you know, shadow boxing. Hit it. We had a bag hung up at the house, so I'd hit that bag. And uh, so I quit that whole time, and then uh, I got back into it. In 12th grade, I, I quit all sports. I was like, screw, screw these sports, you know. Like, there's there's kids who are badass in these sports, and they ain't doing nothing with it. So I was like, I might as well, I might as well get to a sport to where I can, I can uh, excel. just be by myself and excel, you know. He wasn't a Bradley, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, there's not many the of NFL's not calling. There's yeah. not many of us. The Spurs yeah. ain't for sure ain't gonna fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? You're a Mexican, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what side were you? What, what side were you on as a dad? On were you wanting him to live a normal high school life and play sports? Did you want him to stick to boxing? And how did that conversation? Because some parents are just like, you're not gonna quit. You're gonna do it because I say you're gonna do it. How, yeah. How'd that go for y'all? No, you know, I, all my kids, man, they all played a uh, select baseball. Mm. You know, since they were, you were like, how old when you started select? Like, Eight, nine. Yeah. And then nine. my younger one, we did select baseball till they were in high school. And they were good baseball players, you know. But uh, I always knew they were, you know, we, we still did boxing, you know. The younger brothers did all the boxing nonstop. But he was still spar. I would still do mess with him. But uh, the crazy thing, the, the, and people don't, you're going to think it's crazy, but I always had a vision, man, for sure. I told my wife, you can ask my wife. Always. always I said, man. these guys are going to, this is what is going to happen when they get old enough. This is, uh, I kind of already had a plan, you know, mm-hmm. and thank God to this day, it's still, it's, it's going the way, the way, we well, yeah. the way I planned it because I right. said, there's no other way. They're, they're going to be superstars, man, boxers, believe it or not. You know, and there was a time I gave up on myself in boxing, you know, I gave it up. I was like, Screw, I don't, I don't want to do this. Even, even after, uh, I got back into it in high school, you know, and, uh, all my friends were going on their senior trips and doing everything and I was like, you, I wanna do that stuff too. I don't wanna just be be boxing and but I'm glad he didn't give up on me. I'm glad he pushed me and uh, you know, 
we're living that vision now and it's it's crazy it's super crazy was it was it hard to uh like go with that vision like hearing i mean because a lot of dads have that vision for their kid Mm -hmm. to be something but is it hard to like understand when he's saying hey we can't take this fight right now is it hard to or have you ever had fight against him about it like you know you're ready but he says you're not and you have to take his word for it uh no i've I've always i've always trusted him you know he's always trusted me and i've always trusted him it's it's if he says let's wait for this fight let's wait we ain't got no rush you know we're just building up i'm barely starting early in my career there's no there's no need to rush into things we don't need to rush into so i've always trusted him with uh you know managing my career and uh just making the right choices yeah it's just uh yeah just he, this is his answer like, hey what do you think about this guy he's like i don't care dad <laughs> whatever whoever you want to fight I'll, I'll fight anybody yeah and that's his answer so you know he he he, he trusts you know yeah he, he trusts you to do the, do the yeah, work. yeah. And that's gotta be the, the mentality you know yeah, you yeah, yeah. you know as, as a fighter you you go into every fight knowing knowing you're gonna win yeah, not yeah. thinking you're gonna win yeah, knowing yeah. you're gonna, gonna win, gonna win yeah. you know um, so you have to. I mean, it's a mental game, and and that's what's important. You know, with the you know lose the confidence there early there for a little while, but it's important to step back. And, and you know, mm-hmm. to, sometimes you got to step back to go forward. You know, and yeah, and then yeah. that you, that hunger builds up, and you come back to it. Um, so I definitely commend you for that, and, and everyone. You know, just sticking the course. You know, cause yeah. it's hard for for some to do, and and I see that. And, you know, dads and son relationships, you know, and, and other people, you know, as yeah, well, yeah. you know, in different sports, I, I always feel like, you know, play different sports. I've brought this up multiple times. Don't let's not just be in one sport, one do this, sport, that, yeah. you know, let, let's let them kind of get a break from this sport to do something else and yeah. take some time. Allow the kid to be a kid, man. Don't, don't just force them because right. you, and especially in this sport, you force somebody to box, it gets dangerous, man. Oh, man. You know, it gets, it yeah. gets dangerous because... They don't want to box. Some kids, they get tired of it for a little bit. So well, it's well, good to step back and, you know, allow a process yeah. to, to come about. And, and that process that you guys have followed has led to the WBC Big Belt Champion. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about how, how you won that belt. I mean, was, was it a tournament? Was it one fight? Or, or how did that come about? Yeah, it was, a, it was a tournament. So Conrad had his first fight in Hobbs, his professional fight. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Conrad's only had not very many amateur fights, you know, under 30 amateur fights. Like, really? 22. And, you know, he's, uh, when I saw him taking out guys with 150 plus fights, Ooh. you know, I was like, damn, you know, this is for real. You know, he, he, he's got, got he's got it, you know, his defense. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of kids already win national titles. So that's how you get. Big, you name. You know they they're already watching you. Okay, this kid won a national, like fourteen national titles. So they get signed right away. You know, hey, this guy they sign him you know, for a bonus, whatever. And I told Connor, you know what, bro? You know he probably did like two or three national title uh, tournaments. And I said, uh, we're gonna go big or go home. I said we're gonna. I saw this tournament online. Mauricio Soleiman, you know who that guy is? He's the main guy of the WBC sanctioning body. Okay, and. uh he made this a green belt that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. So he made this tournament with this promotion company that we're working with right now, the Boxing Showcase. And I saw it online, and I said, "Dude, I said, fuck it, let's join it." Hell yeah! I Hell said, yeah! Either we're gonna, either we're gonna see what you got, man. If not, we're not gonna waste our time. Yeah. We have to, 
we have to do something to step up to the next level, man, because you don't have all the national titles. So we joined this tournament, and he won the first fight. That put him automatically in the semifinals. He won that one. And in Dallas, against a hometown kid. Mm. And uh, he was a, you know, a very good fighter, too, you know. And we won that fight in their house. So we're like, I told these guys, hey, man, you know, we came here. We actually had more fans, more of support than the hometown guy there in Fort Worth. Than any of them. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, Odessa was rolling deep that day, man. You know? Guerrilla heavy hitter yeah, rolling yeah. deep. <laughs> yeah, rolling deep. And they were like, damn, who is this kid, you know? So they're like, yeah, well, shit, let's take the championship to Odessa. So they, you know, they loaded everything up. They got production over here, and you know, it was, you know, pay per view streamed. And uh, so we won the tournament. You know, long story short, he won the tournament. That kind of the next day, I get phone calls from certain, you know, promoters, Everyone. matchmakers. Like, you know, they oh shit, okay. We put our neck on the line, bro, for his, you know, his 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 record. You know, you lose a fight, like you said. Right. You know, it's a. Uh, and it was it, a high risk tournament. Too, yeah. So. so high risk. High reward, you know, so so now we're on the third fight with these guys here because they see that, you know, we're selling out shows here at home. Right. So, you know, that's how you start seeing. If you're selling out events here at home, that just shows you that when you get to the next level, it's going to get a little bigger and then bigger. So it's really about ticket sales too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it's a business. It's a business, oh, but it's a business. you got to, you know, you got to be pretty good. And, 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 you know, we thank God we have a, a good, strong Backing. Backing here at home, man. You know, so. And that's how he, he won that tournament. And, and as of right now, we're, we're opening doors for the other local fighters, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, so so when you win a belt like that, is like, do you have to defend it? Or is it kind of like a trophy for the case? Like you yeah, won yeah, that it's, belt? Yeah, it's, it's like a trophy. Okay. It's like bragging rights. Hey, yeah, I yeah, won yeah. this tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a belt. It's a legit WBC belt, yes. not like a fake one that you can buy at the store or whatever. Mm. Where'd I get them fake ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not walking around with fake belts everywhere, you know what I mean? But, but uh <laughs> but no, he it's a legit belt, you know, and they're gonna do round two this year. They already started the big belt championship part two. You running it back or what? No, no, we're out, we're done with that. <laughs> he got his big belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, That's for everybody else. Good. And actually that tournament's for fighters under five professional fights. Oh, okay. With winning records, but they could have all these national championships, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, belts and, and all that. And plus, I mean, a lot of people didn't turn, they didn't join because they were, they didn't, you didn't know who you were going to fight. It was high risk. That, oh, that's yeah. why you said high risk. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're fighting, you could be fighting a uh, 15, 20 time national champ, champion. Yeah. Wow. And it's one, you, once you lose, you're done. Mm. Yeah, you're out. Wow. And, and I mean, it was an it was international tournament too. It was a fighter from Brazil, everywhere, man, you know. That's crazy. Uh, so it's pretty cool that we won that, man. Odessa's very own, baby. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. And, you know, and one thing I'll say is, Conrad, you're a water drinking son of a bitch. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just, I've been looking at him. He's already almost down that. And, and I wanted to, to get on, just go back to that one uh -huh. time. We didn't really talk about diet, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. your water intake, your dieting. I mean, how, how strict do you have to be with that aspect of it as well? Uh, like six weeks out, you got you to gotta start cracking down on it because uh, – you know, my first, my second fight it was my first time fighting at 118 ever, and at nationals I fought at 125 and 123, so I've I've never fought at 118. That's that's a major drop, and uh, mm. that that first time I tried to make the drop, man, I, w I was dying. 
I'm I'm talking about literally dying. I was <laughs> crying, be- begging God to help me out. I, was like, <laughs> I went to my dad. I was like, I can't do this, Dad. I like it because I was just drained, man. It was bad, and. uh and that's the, a five pound difference. Somebody yeah, get that yeah. boy a taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally, literally. <laughs> and it's crazy. I didn't. I wasn't even hungry. All I wanted was a drop of water. It's crazy. <laughs> a drop. Of a water? drop of water. It, it was that bad. I couldn't even drink a bottle of water or nothing. It, it, it gets crazy, man. Because it would fluctuate the weight that much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It would hurt you, but. I mean, the the Wayans was the next day, and he was panicking. He actually said he was panicking. It, it sucks. We were leaving. To, we were leaving to Dallas the next day. So we get up like at five in the morning. I said, "Bro, meet you. At, I'll meet you at the gym. Let's weigh in." He was like a pound and a half over. Oh, and I was like, "Shit!" So I said, "All right, let's get our shit. We'll go to Flex. We we'll get in the, we we'll get in the sauna. Wow, do a little bit of shadow boxing in there. He does all that shit. He gets out of it. We weigh in. He was a Still pound a pound over. <laughs> so this is the day of. Yeah. Yeah, the day of the weigh-in. So I was like, you know what? Let's just get in the car, get you a a, a water bottle, and spit. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and spit all the way to Dallas. Shoot, it was like a 44-ounce so, cup full of just spit. A lot of people in the fire. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I have never heard wow. of anything like that. It, it was crazy. Yeah. So it was crazy. That's the When you want to get those last few pounds off or a pound or, a, or ounces, you spit. You don't drink nothing. You just spit the whole time. So I get them Jolly Ranchers or Bubblegum, and he's spitting the whole way to Dallas. He filled up like a cup like that one probably, huh, Connor? Yeah. Don, it's time to start exactly spitting like that one. <laughs> so long, long story short, we get to the weigh-ins. He was 116.8. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> you done spit for five yep. hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we, we got to make sure we make that weight. Is, is that something that everyone does? Is that a that's it's a thing? Uh, that, was it, a, it, that was at weigh-ins. Look. God, my sister hey, had to do that for powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, I was. My eyeballs were sucked in my eye sockets. I, I look bad. Jesus, save Ooh. some ladies for the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. on, that, on that day, you could have them all. I, was, I just wanted the water. <laughs> I just wanted the water. Look bro. at his eyeballs right there, man. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. That's hard work. You you said the word discipline earlier. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Wow, that, that's, that's discipline. That's what, all discipline. What's the hardest, toughest thing about being a local boxer? What's the hardest thing, number one, that you can tell? Um, tell the people. You know, just just trying to be perfect all the time. You know, everybody's oh. watching you. Everybody shoot. One time I went, uh, like I went to go eat uh, with my girlfriend. And I was at a restaurant, and I got uh, some pasta and stuff. And uh, the waiter, he's like, I know you, man. You're Conrad, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And uh, he was like, are you sure you can eat that? You're on a diet, right? Oh, And man. it's just everywhere oh, I go, man, somebody's watching me everywhere I, I go. I can't believe that. Tell them, there goes your tip. What's your name? No, I'll show you. I'll, t- I'll tell you another weird one. We were, uh, it was like one time, it was like late, man. It was like, when I call him, he answers me. If you don't answer me, something's up. It was like 1.30. He wouldn't answer me. I'll call and call and call. And I'm like, this fucker, man. <laughs> oh my so I knew oh, he man. was with his, some of his buddies. And last <laughs> I heard, he was at Red Zone. Oh. So, uh. I mean, I'm talking about, I got to a point where I was about to get in my car and go there and see if I can find him, right? And uh, I get a call from a buddy I hadn't seen in 10 years. He's like, hey, Aaron, what's up, bro? I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He goes, he called me on, on Messenger, you know, when you can call somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. He goes, man, I'm not trying to be a snitch, bro, but... uh. Your son's over here, man. I saw him drinking a few drinks, and oh. I just don't want him to ruin his career. You know, something bad could happen. So 
I went straight to, we went to straight to Red Zone. Like, how the hell y'all know I was here? I get calls everywhere. Hey, I saw your son over here, bro. He's doing it. I say, I'll call him. Hey, man. How many drinks did you have, man? I saw, I heard you were at so-and-so. That's crazy. Like, what? How come y'all was talking to me, man? I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's watching me all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that a, lot, a lot of weight on you there. Yeah, bro. yeah. I, I respect that, man. Yeah. And that's a, that's the main thing about it. You know, you got your your dad, your mentor. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I just didn't it, I didn't understand that part of it. You know, uh, you think about it, to have, a, you know, a drink here and there. And yeah, to yeah, try yeah. Try to relax. Everybody wants to yeah, yeah, everybody enjoy has, themselves, and, right. and you can't everybody even really do that. Everybody relaxes all the time. Yeah. Do you ever have the problem of, of someone? I mean, I'm sure you roll around with some friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ever have the problem with someone trying to test you? I mean, because you always have that one drunk idiot that wants uh, like, oh, I can oh, ball yeah, him up. He's yeah. a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, they test me, but I just, I always walk away because I don't right. want to hurt them. That's that's the main thing. I don't want to hurt them because you know if something bad happens, and uh, and I've 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 gotten some scraps before. Like two 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 people have tried me and. Uh, it didn't, end, so it, it didn't end well for them. So. They fucked around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's crazy because I'd apologize to them after because you know me I, as a person, I know I can beat the the living shit out of somebody because it's what I do for a living. It's I I train, I do this every day, so I apologize to them. I was like, "Hey man, I'm sorry." You know, you asked for I just, it, man. The, ang- <laughs> the, the anger just got the best of me, so. It is crazy. It's so funny. I've heard I've heard of it a thing is some I don't know when when it happens. Do your hands have to get registered like as lethal weapons? Oh, yeah. Like if yeah, you yeah, are because yeah. you're a professional boxer now. Like is that a thing where they get? Ah, you like, can get in trouble for it if you're out looking for trouble. But right. you know, I told him, hey, you got to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't go out looking for shit, and then then that's when you get in trouble. Because you know I, he spars 170 pound guys, 180, and it's funny seeing his little ass running in the ring. You know. Putting hands on these big guys. Yeah, those man. are a lot heavier. And then, you know, he he can literally beat up some guys way bigger than him, man. And I was going to ask that after Brad's question is, like, do you have to literally spar, like, bigger dudes to, to pretty much, or do you spar to what you're fighting? I've heard that you spar, like, a bigger guy to, I guess, get your stamina, yeah, check yeah, your yeah. power, see if you can take mm-hmm. a punch. Well, I, it, I, just, I just spar bigger dudes because – a lot of dudes are bigger than me, you know. It's it's hard finding somebody my weight at one eight who fights at one eighteen, you know. And uh, I mean, you you spar guys from either one twenty two to maybe one forty, but there's really nobody here that can give him any work, mm. you know. Professionally, professionally, right? because yeah. if he's fighting big guys, of course he's gonna be on the move. You know, you're moving, you're trying to. Right. Of course, you're not gonna try to sit there and bang with these dudes. Yeah. So then he gets that habit where you know he's always on the move, you know, because you're that's how you're training. Right. So we we, we want guys around his weight class. So hey, let's get in there in the pocket and let's let your hands go, man. Let's let's duke it out. Yeah. Man, and and we don't have that kind of sparring, so we got to travel everywhere. Wow. Know, or we, bring people in. Or bring people in. You yeah. know, and then and, you know, bringing people in as you get a little bit more, you know, more more money you more can afford dough. to. Uh, you know, pay for some of these sparring guys to come help you spar. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, you know, we just got to leave town to get that work. So is that is there a thing? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people uh, and pros that they go off and they're this so and so from here fighting out of California, but they're from Texas yeah, or yeah. vice versa. That deal um, is that a thing that's ever crossed your mind? Like you guys go 
training camp somewhere else away from the area or is home where you would like to make your camp where people start coming to you you yeah. build up these fighters this community and now people want to go to west texas to yeah, go train yeah. you know with the gorilla heavy hitters like you yeah, know what's the, the aspirate is that something that you guys maybe see that that's the vision for me you know texas where is it, it's here in texas baby yeah no um no nah, we're trying to change the game bro because honestly we want, like you said, I want people to be, hey, we want to go to camp with Guerrilla Heavy. Hitters. Right. Yeah. They got the, you know, they got some fighters over there, you know. Right. And we don't have to leave town, man. We're just, like I said, we if you play your cards right, you can stay at home and train with your family. You know, that's where you get motivation. Right. You know, a lot of oh, people yeah. leave and you get depressed, you know, because you're not at home. You you feed off the family, your energy, you know. Yep. And for a while there, right? Like there was people going, is it Big Bear? Yeah, in yeah, California, yeah, like I remember growing mm -hmm. up seeing Oscar go there, and mm -hmm. and all those guys go train over there. That's in California, though. Yeah, yeah California. And it was it more of an elevation deal. Yeah, elevation. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right, like they would run over there and say the elevation helped them. Mm -hmm. but, well, you know, I was looking at you know, and back then it's changed a lot, you know, because uh, you know it was old school training back then. Hey, no sex for six months before a fight, and and this and so that. So that's true. Yeah, nah. yeah. Well, what what it came to? It, it's not true. Sports science debunked it. Yeah. Watch the episode. I mean, you know. Did they really? Yeah, they did. You actually get more excited. You know what I mean? Well, you damn, you ain't little... had no burgers. You're pissed off. You need yeah, something. at least get a little nuki here. And there, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see recently. I think it was like Errol Spence had said yeah. something about that too uh, on on an interview that that yeah. yeah he doesn't either. But yeah, I don't that he doesn't he doesn't do shit. Yeah. You know, Robert Garcia, Four you know, he's a, he's a respected, you know, Cobra. He got some amazing fighters. And he said, I saw, I heard him in a podcast that he goes, yeah, he goes, his dad used to be real strict on them guys on that. But he's like, no, nah, that's just bullshit, man. You know, it's <laughs> hey, bullshit. Well, you should handle <laughs> <whatever laughs> their stipulations. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you prove that that was the, the winning formula? You know what I mean? Like everything that gets put into this. I mean, you know, I, if you go for five, six rounds, you know, before a fight with your girl. Well, then, yeah, you're going to be fucking tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you, you would know? think that post-nut clarity really makes you, like, think clearly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's all your, your body's thinking about this shit that you want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it'll hurt you more than, you know what I, I mean? so, too. How, yeah. how yeah. many bad mistakes has everybody made before the nut? And then after, you're just clear. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not going to take, it's not going to take these guys long. <laughs> you, know, you know, four, three, four little pumps. You know. <laughs> little pumps. You know. <laughs> so you heard it here on Bullcorn Sports. It's bullshit. <laughs> so that's that's a myth, bro. I mean, but I think like a good week, two weeks, you know. Out. Build that, build that testosterone. Don't, don't be whacking off every goddamn day. And, you know, <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be freaking. So I guess gonna be. Yep, Dom, you can't box. So, so Conrad, we've talked about you know you being you know an Odessa, Odessa native, mm -hmm. OHS alum. Mm -hmm. we, we do a local segment here, and in, in the big games coming up in two weeks. Uh, are you going to be in attendance for that OHS Permian? Um, what they I'd love to. I'd love to, but you know, gotta stay focused. You know, it's yeah. it's too close. It's too close to the fight, and uh, 
it's just easy getting distracted and I'll probably I'll probably be training while the while the game's going on, but I'm gonna be supporting OHS, obviously. I'll be wearing my OHS gear. Is that ever a problem when you're doing training for a fight and I'm in your hometown? You're in your home with all your boys, is it ever a see, problem? See, um Yes. It it can <laughs> be I, it it can be, but it's it's really up to you, man. It's well, well, what do you want to do? You wanna, you wanna, you wanna let them influence you or not? Because I mean, you know? some guys when they do their camp, I mean, you hear stories of them. They, I mean, just seclude themselves. They go completely yeah, away. Yeah, no yeah. girlfriend, no friends, no yeah, nothing. Yeah. And that would be hard. I mean, I, I have a weak will. Someone hits me up like, let's go do something. All right, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just about uh, making the right choices. You got to make the right choices. If if you know something's bad, you obviously don't do it. You know, and you can go chill with your friends and not do the things they're doing. You know, you can go chill with them until it's time to go home. Boom, now go home. And then that's really how I do it, man. So I, I, dang disciplined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I can't, like, if I were to be like, oh, I'm going to Brad's on Sundays, but I'm not going to drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make it halfway through the yeah, door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, so for, yeah. you, for you to carry that discipline, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, and you're a young guy. Yeah, yeah. I know me at your age probably, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it comes from this guy, you know, since I was little, he's drilled it, literally drilled it into my brain, you know? It's so much easier I mean, with, with your dad at certain yeah, times, yeah. like for him to be on your ass to keep you in check when yeah, you need yeah. to, because I mean, you're young, so mm-hmm. you still want to get away with stuff, you still want to do stuff, and dad's there to make sure you're on the straight and narrow. Yes, sir. I mean, don't get me wrong, he does try to slip up here and there, but uh, we. I mean, we every, everywhere. Ain't nobody you know, perfect. It's, it's, you know, he, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard, like you said, you know, his friends are all having fun, you know driving nice cars and you know money and i told him hey when you started this i said hey this is a deal either you're gonna go 100 percent boxing you're gonna be broke for a while you know you're gonna see your buddy with money nice trucks i said but you're gonna make just enough money to take your girlfriend out to a movie mm-hmm. put gas in your car and then it'll pay off in the in the long run right it's all about longevity. Mm-hmm. Longevity in the sport of boxing. Uh, you want to make sure your career is long, and you take your time with it. Um, make sure every move is wise, calculated, because mm-hmm. it's all about longevity. As quick as you can get to the top, as quick as you can fall down. Yeah. So the longer you take, the more strategic you are. It, it'll keep you at the top, and it's yeah. harder once you're at the top. It's harder to stay at the oh, top. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, the the window of opportunity is slim. It's slim. You know, that door's open, opening, mm. opening, opening. You don't want to shut it on, yeah, on yeah. something dumb, right? And yeah. and I, I would say, like an example for me is like sports, football. Obviously, you know, you're in high school. There's a bunch yeah, yeah. of you. You get to college. Now there's 120 of you. All used to be the man at their school. And that's where I see a lot. I've seen a lot of guys that I played with because it's hard to be a student. It's hard to be around. You know. Um, the partying and everything else that distracts you from, you know, the girls, everything, you know, you're living on your own that the first time. And that's where you see guys that literally are super talented that just stood, you know, I don't want to say, but they didn't take advantage of playing at a division one program. No, you know, but they just, it was just a a string of batch or, or, you know, decisions. And then they just, you know, it's the discipline. They get comfortable. And it's the discipline that separates, you know, the ones that obviously now you're making to the league, hopefully, um, you know, in anything. And it's like that window of opportunity so slim that, you know, these top guys that, that, can vouch on that like that yeah. to make the sacrifices yeah. you know so um y'all are training the gym that you're training at um do you also train younger kids and stuff that want to do that or is it just your main focus is him right now 
what is your how do y'all run those operations over there? Well, we started originally for these guys, but then uh, we opened the doors to, you know, to just train kids. Mm-hmm. And we have probably about 80 kids right now. Bunch wow. of kids. Now, what what kind of what he said a little bit, um, when when a kid signs up for your for your program, do you sit them, depending on their age, them and the parents down and let them know this is how it's going to be, you need to be here if you have talent, you need to work hard. Don't be lazy. Do you have a talk with them like that to make sure you're not wasting your time as much as theirs? Yeah, well, actually, I have it split up. You know, I ask them right off the bat, what do you want to get out of this? A lot of parents are like, oh, I just want to, you know, they just, they're at home. They don't do nothing. You know, a lot of kids just want to go get a workout, lose weight, you know, get off the video games. And there's kids that are like, hey, I want to compete, you know. I mean, I, I have kids in there that were the kids that would hide in the corner, mm. you know. And now they're ranked number nine in the nation, amateur. I got a, a stout little amateur team of like maybe 15, 20 kids that actually compete. So, yeah, I mean, we, we have our classes broke down for beginners, you know, advanced, pros, and, you know. Even for older dudes. And like adult class, you know. Adult class. Over time, do you see the, this generation of young kids like kind of, not being as committed, being lazier more than past generations. I, mean, I oh, feel yeah. like now that it's it's worse than it ever has. Excuse happened. my language, but pussies. That's one thousand percent. Um, yeah. One of my friends, uh, they, they, uh, his son just threw up one time at practice. They yeah. called him. Hey, come get him. He puked. All of us know if you puked in football, it's lift good. the mask up, you puke, put it down, next let's play, go. let's go. But yeah. now you can't do that. No, now, no, I'm, no. And I understand for kids' protection, but they're protecting them too much. Too much, way too much, you know. And um, I'm trying to. I'm I'm pretty. I'm I'm rough on the kids. Not not not. I explain to them after I get onto them. You know, I explain to them why I'm getting onto them. You know, and it it all starts with the parents, man. It's it the the. I don't, I don't know what's going on out there in the world, but it, it's getting soft, man. And, uh, you know, you can't be soft in this world. This world will knock you to your knees and keep your, you there if you let it. It'll you know? eat your ass up. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got a good uh, group of parents, man. That, you know, when they sign up, I said, look, first thing is no parents in the gym. Drop your kids off, go shopping or whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because when, you know, parents are there, they're just looking at their mom. Oh, he uh, got onto me, mom. Look, look. Yep, you know? yep. I'm like, hell no. You know, you're mine. Your ass is mine for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you know what, man? We it I, My gym's been there for like two years, you know, that we opened to the public. And not one time we've had drama in the two years. It's like a big family. You know, we have yeah. good parents that understand and... and you know, uh, we've seen it all there, man. You know, and they don't want their kids to be weenies either. But, you know, sometimes as a parent, I guess you can't, you can't, you're too soft on them. Right. You know, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but. Um, Changing lives for good kids, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And it seems like the future is bright. It's crazy. Out. I mean. And and that's, that's great, you know, credit to mm-hmm. you guys for doing Appreciate that for the man. community. Yep. Uh, but, you know, speaking on the, the future, uh-huh. you know, you're fighting October 15th. What's some, what's some other things to look forward to coming out of you guys uh, in the Gorilla Heavy Hitters Boxing Gym? Uh, like I said, we, uh, we just have, uh, you know, big, big uh, other big events coming up that we're teaming up with the Boxing Showcase. We're going to be bringing uh, UFC. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. We're gonna there it is, Andrew. There it is. Yeah, we're gonna Chacho, open. clip it. 
So, you know, these guys starting to see that there's a lot of potential here, you know, for, for everything, you know, as far as especially combat sports. Yep. Yep. So it's it's the game's definitely changing here, man. As far as in the boxing game, um, any little thing in this area changing, it, change, it's for the bro. better because this better, this yeah. town has. I mean, it's it's barely starting to evolve, and it yeah. it's way overdue for that mm -hmm. entertainment, combat sports, anything that can bring money to this besides oil. I mean, oil's great, but anything yeah. that can bring money to this town is highly accepted. Get away from the in uh, in, like in about <laughs> probably in about five, let's say ten years, man. You're gonna see. A, a lot change. of a lot of superstars coming out of here, bro. Especially my little guys that you know that are coming up, right. man. They're gonna be, you know, he's already gonna pave the way. Mm -hmm. To the door's gonna be wide open for these guys, man. Like, hey, bring him in here, put him in there. He's the next. Oh, he's next up. You know, his younger brother, you know, Gordo. He's another monster, bro. You know, Petey. Um, I got a kid named Seth from mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Seth Vasquez. I mean, it's in ten years, man. You're gonna see, like, boxing is gonna it's gonna be like the California. Oh, yeah, I hope like, hell yeah, mm -hmm. come out here, mm -hmm. out of here, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be, you'll see big, big. We might be selling out the Coliseum or Let's you know it. even hell a yeah. stadium. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and and you know, ladies and gentlemen, that that all starts October fifteenth at, mm -hmm. at American Ballroom. Uh, and weigh-ins are going to be the day before at Dos Amigos, correct? On October yes, 14th? Dos Amigos. So press conference action going. They just redid the place. Mm -hmm. You guys will be, it'll be, it'll be a, cool, a little fun time yeah, there yeah. at Dos Amigos. Oh, yeah. After party, I think. It, right, after party. The after party there too? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And hopefully we can do like a little uh, uh, something. What's that place called? Uh, tailgate. 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 tailgate in Midland. Yep, yep. A lot, a lot of big things coming. A lot of big things coming, man. Um I'm oh, excited, for sure. bro. For sure. I'm excited. Oh, and, and guys, you know, before we get out of here, I just thank y'all for, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you guys, man, for the invite. And, and thank you thank you guys for doing what y'all do for, for the city of Odessa, the Permian Basin. Mm -hmm. As you guys grow, you know, I'm sure you're going to start getting kids from all over the place if you yeah, haven't man. already started. So uh, just commend you guys for that. Um, Sam, you got anything before? No, no, big thing. Thank you for you guys care so much about the youth. You want to be a role model. Yeah, it's you know, about community, man. The community. Um you're a hero in this town, so just want to let you know. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Thank you. Tantra, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you one last question because you were talking about getting onto the kids and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I've always uh, seen interviews and stuff like that. Certain athletes, they have the ability to learn it. They don't have the ability to teach it. Are mm -hmm. you someone that it's easy to teach other kids or is it something that you can learn it, but it's hard to spit it out to somebody else? No, man. Um, you know, I see. I I just see how my dad is with me. So, that that's how I grew up. So he'd get on to me. He'd get on to my ass. He'd whoop my ass. But then he'd come and tell me right after, like, "Hey, this is why I did this, and you need to understand it." And I never took it in a bad way. You know, a lot of kids get offended real fast, and uh, I always took it in a positive way. I was always understanding. Like, you're right. I did mess up. I'm sorry. I fucked up. So that that's that's kind of what I implement into into these kids. Like I'll Watch get on to you, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I'll get on to them, and then I'll tell them, "Hey, I love you. You're like my little brother. You know, I just gotta. I, you gotta stay focused. You gotta pay attention. This ain't no. This ain't this ain't a game. It's it's boxing. You can't play boxing. Mm -hmm. So you know, I always implement that into my into the kids' heads. Man, you gotta. They're, it's tough love, tough love, but I love them. That's the thing. I love them little kids. So, I think being a good coach and not just knowing your craft, you know what I mean, but 
knowing how to talk to every kid. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have to talk to Bradley a certain way. I might have to talk to you a different way, you know, but you got to know how to talk to everybody. And yep. I think that's what makes a good coach too, you know, Absolutely. not just knowing your shit about mm-hmm. whatever you do, yep. but knowing how to talk to everybody. Absolutely. Sure. You know, and here in Odessa, a bunch of coaches and fighters think it's just about them, you know. It's a, it's about all of us. Imagine what we could all bring in if we all team up and unite instead yep. of, you know, being separate. Oh, okay, I'm going to go to California. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this myself. It's like, no, stay here. Imagine what we could all build together, Ooh. you know. Yep. We could all build something big. We could bring in bigger things, you know. It's not a, we don't have to be a freaking diverse and creating out your there. own path. Yeah, yeah. Not taking the same route as everyone else. I mean, you're creating your own path and it's something that it will attract people cuz it's something that people have not seen before. Yeah, especially here, man. It's a, I've always felt like a negative connotation here. It's just it, negative vibes and you know, I don't want to bring positive vibes to Odessa and you know, just be a community for once. Just let's come together. Let's all work hard together. And see what we could build together instead of separately. Absolutely. 100%. We still got a long road to go, man. You know, we're not saying we're the best, but we're definitely on the right track. You know we're trying. I mean? We're not. We're, we're working. We still got a long way to go, man. And if people are are hating on that, I mean, there's something wrong with them. The proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it always comes out. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you guys are doing the right thing. Brad, you got For anything? sure. No, I appreciate you coming on, cuz. Appreciate you, know, cuz. I appreciate y'all coming. Um, it. it Man, I'm, I've just been loving to see the growth and, and everything that you're doing. Everybody come out, support. Um, October 15th, buy your tickets, tables, um, continue to support. Stay mm-hmm. up on their social media accounts, and, and obviously we'll push out, you know, all the information uh, through Bullcorn Sports as well. But like, it's, hey, like they said, and this is for the community. We're all about the community. Yeah, That's why we started yeah. this, this podcast to begin with, um, to shine a light, and, and you're definitely, you know, a beacon for that. So, you know, Sorry, thank you, Cuz. Well, appreciate you guys. And you say y'all got a good thing going here, man. Just uh, keep going. Appreciate you know? it. Thank you. So for all our listeners, don't forget, October 15th at the Pan American Ballroom, Conrad Martinez will be in action. He's a 4-0 fighter taking on a very good opponent. His manager, Adam Sanchez, trainer, all things boxing, <laughs> Gorilla Heavy Hitters Boxing Gym. If you guys are, are wanting to get into the sport or even just get a workout in, guys, they, they have everything for anyone. So you can hit them up on all their social media platforms. We'll be posting it as well, like Brad said. But... Once again, guys, thank y'all for coming on. Appreciate it. I just want to give a thank shout you, out man. to the other fighters. Uh, yep. We got Roman Huerta, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Angel Villanueva from Rough House. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman is. And then we got Anthony Sanchez. He's a bare knuckle champ. champ out of New York, uh, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was. Uh, I was in this corner in his first bare knuckle fight. In history in New Mexico. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's, that's you know, we got crazy. my other son, Pedro Martinez, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, who else am I missing? Mm-hmm. We got that's Spotty cool. out of uh, Lubbock. We got Joey all day coming back. Making oh, a that's a big one. Big one. The homie Joey, Joey coming, coming back. back. Yeah, shout out to Joey. I'm glad. I'm glad. Once again, you know, you know the community. Yeah, he's been a part of it. That's what, it, it, he, that's he what it's on. about. Absolutely. Like I said, guys, thank you guys so much for coming on Bullcorn Sports. Uh, good luck. Yes, sir. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, guys. Wow, what an in-depth, what an in-depth conversation. Yeah, they were good. That is they were good. Wow. Wow. I mean, th- th- I haven't – There was. I, I learned some things. I'm going to spit in a cup to lose weight. 
<laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. Do you not understand that was temporary, right? That's just for like a day or two. Hey, if I spent 44 ounces, he lost what? A pound and a pound and a, uh, three ounces? Yes. If I can do that for seven days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Be no, hydrated. Shout out to those guys. Again, October 15th, you can catch Conrad Martinez in action at the Pan All-American venue or sorry ballroom here in odessa texas you can catch them live in action and that's going to be a beautiful event guys y'all go out it's going to be live brad i'm sure you, you're going to be in attendance for that absolutely oh yeah it's going to be awesome but it's time to talk about this i know sammy's been itching to talk about football from this past sunday and we got the cowboys game that just wrapped up live here mm-hmm. so that was tough Oh, 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 fix yourself over there. Fix yourself. On the road to six. On the long road you've been on. That's a long road. Well, look, we're going to, this is, this is our, our pros, pro segment of this episode where we talk pro sports and we're just going to dive right into it, guys. UT versus Tex craziness this past weekend. I want to get y'all's thoughts. I don't know who I should go to. The guy, he's already adjusting himself in the chair. Uh, Mr. Bradley Marquez, Texas Tech alum, uh, was not here last week. He was in Austin on a business trip, a.k.a. he was trying out for the XFL is what we all think and came up with. And you were acting bold as well. <laughs> in his absence? Fucking let him have it, Bradley. Uh, Texas Tech wins in a stunner, uh, 37-34 uh, off of a field goal. Um, and then some craziness happened, guys, and they stormed the field. I mean, the people were getting shoved. Players were getting shoved. Texas Tech fangirls got shoved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy, but I'm going to I'm gonna come out on this podcast and say I did take Texas. Me and Eric did Oh, Texas. you need a partner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hell I yeah, Texas. I need a partner. You yeah. seen how big Brad is? <laughs> Brad, I know you watched the game. I know you were absolutely lit, excited. What was your thoughts on it all? Told y'all so. Hey, they keep counting us out, baby. It's not easy to play in Lubbock. Listen, I'm talking about a Geno Smith, Tavon Austin, Stedman Bailey, West Virginia team, undefeated, just got done beating Texas, walk in the Jones, get beat by us. I was a part of that team. And they have, to this day, I've played with uh, with, with Stedman and Tavon. They said Lubbock, Texas is a the Jones is a tough place to play. Mm. When these guys, the, these, um, go back and look at the film on these guys in college, especially. I mean, obviously oh. pro well as well, but these are the guys that came into the Jones AT&T Stadium and said it's the toughest place to play, and that's on record. And so, the way Coach McGuire has this team rocking, first of all, that's going to bring out the fans. Oh yeah, that, that's first and foremost, and we're rallying behind the fan base, the alumni. Every single body, it's just a different buzz. So I don't care what the record is. I don't care how good you think Alabama is or how close y'all played them. Or Texas fans came out and this, that. Texas, when you go there, they're fucking quiet as shit. It's the biggest, quietest stadium I've ever played in. 100,000, quiet as shit. You hear a pin drop. They they don't cheer like that. Oh, they get up for Nick Saban and then they want to talk shit and have all these chants for Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. But the Jones is different, baby. It's, it's like you just, played for him or something. It's just, it's just different, and it just this weekend just showed it. <laughs> That's all that is. Brad was ready. To Raider! If I could go off right now. Hey, listen. Yeah. Raider power, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the fan base, we're rallying. I, I just love to see the fight. 
love to see the fight. And, and as far as the whole extracurricular activities after the game, you can't control everybody, right? And, and that's both sides, though. I mean, there, there was videos of UT right. that they you can't pick and choose the situations. There's bad apples in every bunch. You understand what I'm saying? So especially when you're talking about that amount of people. So, I mean, I get it. And I'm not condoning it by any means. But. What actually happened? I, I didn't see that. I just saw, like, I mean, a few things of what actually happened. So when, when the game ended, of course – you, like Brad said, you're at the Jones, right? It's crazy. They they mm-hmm. stormed the field. There was video that came out of a Texas Tech individual who they're still trying to identify. I don't know if they have identified him yet or not, but uh, he shoves a Texas Tech player like from behind, and it, it looks pretty bad. Uh, a a, a, a tech, Texas player or a fan? A fan shoved a Texas player. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but then you know, come to find out, everybody's that's that's horrible tech. That's horrible tech. You can't be doing that. Well. Not but 30 minutes after that, they show a video of a Texas player like shoving a a college girl like bad, too, just because he was walking into the the tunnel and he just shoves her out the way. Like just something you don't do. It was ugly all the way around. I I think, like Brad said, you can't control everybody. Right. Yeah. And in a college environment, I don't I don't disagree with Texas or with tech storming the field. I really don't dis. I really don't disagree with it. I, that's a huge win for the program. You're excited. The Jones, on many polls, Tex fans are listed as you know the the craziest fans in college football. Like it, it comes with it, right? If you know something like that's going to happen, uh, I mean, it happens all the time. It, it's it'd be equivalent to uh, you see this all the time. If you go to a rave or a music festival, the people up in the front. It gets rowdy. People pass out. You toss their ass to the back. You know what's going to happen. If you're storming the field, that can happen to you. If you're a player and you see them storming, get the fuck out of the way. That You don't need to get hurt. You don't need to be involved in that. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I was going to say is, is my take from it is you just lost. You just you played close to Bama. I was one of them. I'm not going to lie. I was one of them chanting Texas is back. Like, I thought they got close. Brad said you can't just almost win and think you're back. I, he to, He said it all to me. I thought, you know, you can't be going out there and, you know, putting yourself out there as we're back, we're back. You lose to Tech, and then now you want to be salt. Like, dude, get off the field. You know they're going to storm the field. Get off. Yeah, but even even with that and then the whole uh, horns down and all that, and then the Tech's just, oh, I've never met somebody that that offends. We think it's funny. Yeah, right. Y'all wouldn't have called the – when uh, old boy used to be there, Herman, and then get it banned to where now it's a 15-yard penalty. That's that's That means it affects you. If you're talking about it, oh, it doesn't affect us. Oh, it affects you. It's a 15-yard so gonna... penalty? I mean, if uh, if you do in that? a game, yeah. yeah, maybe not so much on the road, but like, yeah, it's it's been done, and it was it was Herman like raising about it, like, oh my gosh, it's just so bad, like, just but it affects them. Did you see and, that? It meant, whether that be mentally, they don't like seeing it. It don't matter. So guess what? We're gonna keep doing it as long as you don't like looking at it. Did you see that clip of the uh, the Bama player doing? It? And you see Nick Saban just. Let's oh, he, not do yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, they, he, don't yeah. don't do that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. a pansy move on Texas's part. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just a hand signal. Just let exactly, it be. just let it be. You you made a point to make it a point. So now it's like, oh, that's y'all's button that we can press. Why wouldn't you press it? But if you would have never said nothing, I don't think it's as as used around everywhere. Anyways, I've always wondered why. Oh, you. I know they're rivals, but oh, you don't even have their own signal. They use the upside down horns as their signal. So that's very, that's thing. a very very true. They point. don't have a signal. And then and then you know what I learned with 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 tech 
is they're like the Bills fans of college football. Like, you don't mess with those people. <laughs> so, like, the TCU deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wants to go play in the desert. Guess what? We're going to make a cactus theme out of your ass. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. like, and it's just carried on. And, you know, the horns down deal, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's iconic to college football. Yes, it's their, it's their symbol, it's their logo, or their hand signal, but it's also a deal where, you know what I mean, like, just be a man about it, it's right? It's a simple go-to for be all a man shit about talking it. against all, Texas. Yeah, all I'm saying it. is Eric's really quiet, and he voted for UT, so I'm just, where, where are we at here? Nah, we, yeah. He didn't want to inter- interject anywhere in any of those. I mean, those there's many moments he could have interjected in right. any of these conversations. I'm just curious. Remember, if you listen to the show, that's what I'm give him a here. chance. I said, Texas who? Yeah. He I'm, said, I'm, Texas, Texas University. I said, okay. The U- I watched University it with him while he wore a Cedric Benson jersey. Mm. Ooh, mm. I did. Ooh. I did. Hey, I'll give you props for that. I did. That. I did. No, yeah. I, that's it was I'll a good game. Because he's from the area. Mm-hmm. My man. There was a little scare there at the end for you, B. Don't, don't, don't act like <laughs> there wasn't. Man, nah, ain't nobody scared, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's that 20-second field goal. Uh, hey. And, and you know, again, too, Brad, another another point from that game is, is Joey McGuire is catching a lot of not criticism, but he's a headline because he said the country's gonna come the the best or what do you say the teams in the country are gonna know run through the, Lubbock runs through Lubbock everything runs through Lubbock. What was the criticism? Super regionals. That? They were just saying like that's a like you can't say that and you're a Texas Tech Red Raider. That's what they said. Well, that's no, it, no, it's it's a ode to our baseball program, mm. our basketball program, our track program. Top All two? these uh, tennis. I mean, there's a bunch of programs that if you go look in recent your medical in, program, our meat judging program. If if you literally <laughs> go look, it's true too. It is. It is. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's true. Everything. I mean, when you're talking about everything, that includes meat judging, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Hey, but point being, if we're much. talking, if we're talking about major <laughs> sports. It, it, right, tech has been really successful in, in everything other than football. So if the football program can come along as all these other programs have been built by coaches that are now mainstays at, at our university, I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, it's there. The fan base is there. You're always going to have home field, home court advantage without a doubt, On mm. and even sometimes on the road. So it's just – it's interjecting that, 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 that into the program, right? Like – you got to start somewhere. We ain't saying we're back. We're trying to get to right. where we know we should be at here in West Texas. And we're talking about West Texas football here. And if y'all go look at the track record and we're trying to highlight these West Texas players, who are they coming to get to go to Texas? Ooh. Tech's usually the first people to offer our West yes, Texas right. kids. So we're, we're quick to run over there to Austin. We can't stay home. Mm. Mm. The good point. The, <laughs> the receiver slash kicker out of Greenwood who – Made that 61-yarder. First school that offered him, guess who it was? Tech. Yes. There you go. Oh, you'd be so I – mean, you'd be – if you get – if you're from around this area and you get offered by Tech, you'd be so stupid not to go. It's a great school, and you're close to home. What more, do you, what more do you need? I'm hear that awesome. Ivan Carrion talking to you. <laughs> oh, Ivan? <laughs> we want you at like Texas it. Tech. At Texas Tech. <laughs> I like that. Let's go, baby. I need to, you know, thank you for showing up today, Eric. Uh, I, he showed up and pulled the Kirk Cousins. I, you like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go straight to you on this one because this is in your helm here. Aaron Judge. 
right? All the talk about his his home run record, and and I just wanted to get your take on it. I've talked to some people about it, right? It, it's a hot topic going on. They even were interjecting the college football games and putting it side by side every time mm-hmm. he came up to bat, which I wasn't a fan of. Really? Because it's not 73. Like, why are we making this a big deal? I get the steroid allegations. Yeah, that's and I, but all it is. for me, like, it, it, it's not 73. Like, why are we why are we celebrating this? And Eric, I just wanted to get your take real quick. What is your thoughts on this? Should this be publicized the way it is, or do you disagree with it? I know you're a Yankees fan, so I know you're gonna be a little biased, but give me your give me your take on it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's a Yankee. <sighs> Good point. All everything comes from the New York Yankees. But you think that this should be this publicized? 61? Yes. 61. It's a milestone. For especially who? in New York. Biggest milestone in New York. Uh, no, Sammy not biggest. Cannot agree but with still. This. You know, you gotta think too. Baseball is almost an old and dying thing in in don't say that. Don't say that. It is. <laughs> it's America's pastime. It's America's pastime. It's romanticized so much. You got to freaking talk it up. I mean, something great's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I is hope the they're showing pool holes as well, seven, the, the, 700 home runs. The too. 700, yeah. I mean, he just hit that a couple of days ago, you know, so that but was that's, nice. But that's something. But that's something. But, but Eric. But, it, but, but he's right. I mean, it, obviously he's right. I mean, it's the end of the season, right? It's 100. It's, they're already 150 games in the season. That's a lot of games to be played, and it's a lot of baseball to watch. Ratings are probably falling off. That's what I'm talking You've about. You got the NFL. Ratings. The NFL just started back up. You know, seasons yes. going, ratings falling. They got to pump it up. They got to get people to start watching the MLB. That's again. what I'm talking about. Break, break they're, down they're, not gonna start, they're not going to start watching again until playoffs start. You know, so they've got to pump it up. Try to keep the ratings going. It's all about money. What's you know? going on? Break down to me. What's so? So what it is is okay. The home run record for a single season is held by Barry Bonds at 73. Natural asterisk, right? Juiced up, and then you've got Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Mm -hmm. and then that's where Judge comes in Mm -hmm. on the numbers side. So he still weighs down, right? But since they were allegedly on steroids, he's now you know chasing a. a, Is it just for the American League or is it total? Right? I mean, single Um, season. It's the American League for sure. Okay, um, but the Yankee total too as well. I mean, that's Sammy was on the juice. Yeah. He was on the juice and a court. See, that's, I, I mean, that's, I know he changed the whole. <laughs> I know he changed colors too. He was, like, that's one of the biggest, the biggest cheater. debates, right? I mean, they talk about it. That's one of the biggest debates. You got Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, both tested positive, right? Okay. And then you got Barry Bonds, who apparently didn't test positive, right? I mean, is that no? That's fair to say. I just he never tested positive for steroids, but it was just it was kind of known they let old boy know when that drug test was hitting. it ain't about what you know though it's about what you can prove exactly you know what i mean in this country you're right but what is the asterisk what is the asterisk exactly it symbolizes the steroid era it doesn't symbolize the person for me steroids make you stronger it ain't got shit to do with the greatest how well you can hitting a 98 mile an hour fastball which in my eyes is the hardest thing to do as an athlete i mean on juice or no juice it's still hard to hit and yeah yeah, but it's illegal I mean, it was breaking the rules. It gives you an advantage once you make contact because your muscles are stronger, right? But, but making contact but is it's make you got to make contact. It make but it's, contact illegal, it's still illegal. So, so we're gonna make a big deal about sixty-one, but ignore the fact that Barry hit seventy-three because don't ignore it. They still acknowledge it. 
They in, just don't show him love. I will say, if he's not, if he is doing it naturally, then it is understandable to give him the attention because if everyone knows that they were on steroids, it is natural to see. Okay, look at this guy; he's doing it. Then that just means he's a athlete that does not need any enhancement. I can see why they would do that. And I also feel like if Barry Bond, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire had all the technology on how to read pitches and everything that Aaron Judge has now, Barry Bonds may have hit 80 without steroids. They would be training like Rocky uh, or like Drago trained in Rocky Four. Well, if he had all this technology, they'd know. be smashing him, dude. Because there's there's been some videos that come out, you know, and they're talking about how Barry Bonds and Eric Gagne had an agreement. Did you have you seen those? No, but inform me. So Barry Bonds, Eric Gagne, they had an agreement to where when Barry Bonds got up through that year that he hit 73, if they were to face each other, which it's Eric Gagne was a closer, right? So it was the later part of a game that he did not lay up pitches that he would only throw be able to throw one breaking pitch to Barry Bonds. I, I okay. Now that you say that, I remember watching this. So I do remember this. What does Gagne get out of it? He just has to blow fastballs by him. But what's the point? What does he get? I mean, I don't think there's anything Is that he like gets a, out like of it. It was a respect thing. Yeah. I mean, but but in and they show, like literally in the video, they show an at bat, the iconic at bat, actually, where he's 103, 102, 101, 102, you know, fastballs back to back to back to back. And then finally Barry Bonds. Gets a hold of one. So Gagne's throwing a hundred plus miles an yeah, hour. A hundred plus. So yeah. that's still that's still, still hard as one, hell to hit. The, well, I mean, I think he had the count like at one and two or something like that, and he throws the breaking pitch, and it was a ball. You go to two and two, and then he's just blowing fastballs, and then and then they comes to the point to where even the person that was kind of commentating and talking about how they had the agreement says, just take a look at this like three and two pitch. 102 and Barry Bonds pulls it 50 feet foul down the right field line. 102 mile an hour pitch. How is he going to pull that so far foul if he didn't know what was coming? He knew what was coming. And then the next pitch, boom, there it goes. Look at it this way, though. What if, okay, let's say me and Dom, I know, okay, listen, when I come up to bat, you can only throw me this. It would still be a competition. You're going to throw your hardest to strike me out to not get that home run. I know where it's coming, but it's his job to get it as fast as he can, so I can't do it. So it's still impressive, no matter what, even if it's a gentleman's it agreement. It, 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 it is, is impressive it, it because is. it doesn't have to be a strike either. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, when you're a professional, yes, 102, 103, it's still hard as Brad. I'm sure you can attest to this. It's hard as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you can time that up. Once again, it, sports it, science. It, at, at the professional level, you want you prefer a 102 fastball Opposed to a you know eighty mile an hour changeup coming off of a ninety five mile an hour fastball that just throws you off balance, I can imagine. Brad, takes I'm sure you can it takes the guessing out right. Of it. it takes the guessing out of it, but you still got to time up a hundred and two mile an hour pitch. Yes. Yeah, I this is just my final take. I don't think that this deserves to be publicized the way it is because I don't think it's unless it's it real. was him, and, and unless it's real, unless it's you. You know what I mean? It it, it really just doesn't make sense to me. Boo it's, this man. It's 61. You know what it's all about? What? TV ratings. TV ratings, sponsors, let's, I mean, ads. Let's swap over to this then. Okay, we'll, we'll swap over to the Albert Pujols thing. Now, before y'all discuss this, as if you were a professional player and you were the pitcher, would you want to 
be the one he hit 700 off of or would you want to be the one that makes sure he did not hit 700 off of you? Uh, make sure he didn't. Oh, yeah, for 100%. Because because if I'm that guy, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I faced Albert when he was at 699. And guess what? That record don't got my name next to it. Because <laughs> I handle I handle business. Neither does that guy. Well, no, for sure. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, but I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey man, you you were the one that uh, hung one up over the middle, and Albert killed it for his 700. I don't want to be that guy. I'd like, sign that ball for him. You would? I'd sign it. I would, I would think about this way: if, if let's say if you did throw it, and he smashed it, you will for, forever be immortalized in that clip. They will be like. On this day, this pitcher pitched to this man, and he fucking bombed it. But, you know, another thing that I'm thinking of, too, is like, okay, it's also situational, right? Because if it's a big game and it means something, I'm up 5-0. I've got some run support behind me. He comes up, empty base pads. I may just, hey, give him one. Fuck it. Let's get this over with. Let's let's make the show go on. Like, you're going to hit it. It's going to be 5-1. I still got four runs okay. ahead of you. Let's Let's move on. Get, get the it show out of the way. And get it out yeah. the way and let's go. I think it's something to be. There's the competitive aspect of it, but there's also history behind it. That's gonna forever live. That pitcher could go on and have three hundred wins and whatever. And they, you gave up seven hundred. Well, guess what? Six hundred ninety-nine other. I know pitchers give up right. multiple, but like there's six hundred ninety-nine other ones right. that it it ain't. You know what I mean? It's you know, I was one. I was seven hundred. You, you, you know? fell victim it's to got, volume. It's got a different feeling though to be to be giving it up to one of the most respected players to ever play yeah, the right. game. Part of it too. Right. If yeah. it was giving it up to know, probably, Aaron Judge, probably Bryce Harper, somebody who's not really liked that much, then who the fuck? What? Who doesn't? Never mind. Go it, ahead. It would be about he's the, popular, the, but it would be about popular, the moment. But there's a lot of people who doesn't who don't yeah. like his antics. You yeah, know, I mean, that, but that's true. That's, that's true. all baseball players. There's a lot. There's some people that don't like their antics, but yeah, it's just the way the game is. There's there's all different cultures playing, all different types of people playing. You're gonna get that head to head. You know, banging banging heads together because they don't agree with the way you play. But I mean, do you like how he plays? Pujols? No, Harper. Um. Yeah, I do. Okay. He plays hard. Yeah. He plays hard. Yeah. He plays hard. I mean, there's a passion behind Mm -hmm. the game, right? And that's what a lot of people mistake for ego and arrogance. Yep. The the it's like a power passion or something like that. Like he's he's not gonna put up with any shit either. Like no. That is kind of a lost thing now in sports. I mean, if you see anyone like that, like in the younger age, the high school age, where it's like, oh look at this fucking hero. Like, come on, man. But those are the guys that, you know, make a big difference on a team that when the morale's down, it's that one guy that brings yeah. it up to like get out of a slump. Speaking oh, of this, this guy. He still hasn't hit it. They went into a rain delay on um Sunday night, so they didn't get to finish that game. He was first up. Okay. And then tonight he I think Yo, he, he like kind of looks like a But he hit what? 61? He hasn't hit 61. Yeah, but what's Who's the most storied franchise? Yeah. Probably, if not all the sports. That's uh, very uh, good point. That's a great point. Baseball and pastime. Yeah. It's the Yankees. You are the home run leader of time, at least. Mm-hmm. The Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. This is the franchise. most talked about, most media, most everything fan base. So I mean, that's know. why 61 is getting talked about because you're about to be tied with history of 27 Yankee, championships yeah. and you're the head 
poncho at the home run table. So your take is this is more of a Yankee thing than an overall thing. It's It's everything thing. The Yankees are probably one of the most the uh, uh, dollar per dollar uh, that if a team was to be sold today, the Yankees will get the most money of anybody. I think they're number three in the list. I think it's like Cowboys, Manchester United, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So it's a it's but dollar value. It's going to be it's the the same reason the Cowboys game was. Oh my gosh, we're playing the two and zero Giants on Monday night. It's because it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. It's because it's the Yankees. Yep. That's why. That record. Okay. That might have set me straight there. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Brad, don't do that often. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, when you look at sports, do you not look at like the, the like the dynasty or the story behind the team? Like it's all about that. It's all about the moment yeah, for that no, team behind I, it, build up and all that stories. It's well, just, you know, when I was watching this, it was like they were making it seem like this was like an MLB, you know, accolade. And maybe maybe it's because of what eric said i mean we got football season here yada 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 like it it's one of those deals where we really need to just like it may it's a yankee thing right it's a franchise type deal so i mean that opened my eyes to it but 61 ain't 73 and that's my final thing <laughs> in my eyes what were you gonna say sammy Oh, we're just talking to the general public, so oh. <laughs> he, he's he's just saying what people are thinking. That's you it. had a thought lined up over there. That's no, what I said. That's I got it. I got something else that people might be thinking, and I want to know from y'all too. Switching over to the NFL, are the Dolphins the best team in the NFL? I'm not. I'm not giving them the respect just because I feel like this is this is no joke. I've said this all week. Tyreek Hill is the equivalent. To you putting Madden on easy and just fucking throwing bombs <laughs> the entire time, it shouldn't count. I don't know why. And it, the butt punt. I mean, this past Sunday, I mean, <laughs> that was also crazy. Yeah, but, I wouldn't give him the best team just because they have a rookie head coach, Mike McDaniel's. His but first but year. okay, but the thing is, Sammy, is is he the reason? Oh, he's a great, wonderful coach, he's a wizard, right? He's I mean, incredible. To but figure him out, there's going to be learning curves. I would think. I don't know. They might surprise people. They beat a beat up secondary for the Bills. But it's After still the starters, Bills, bro. though, right? It's I mean, still it's Bills. still Josh Allen. It, but, but kudos to them. But I don't think they're the best no, team in the league. They're not. They're not ready for that. No. I don't know. I think they're about to get in trouble. Oh, you know. Thank you. I was gonna go there, and I had a long conversation with one of our fans that listens to this a weekly. We got in a little argument about this because I'm like Brad. I think they're fixing to get fined, and I think they might like a hefty fine because in this ball game, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, aka Tiny Arm Tua. Gets pushed back, his head bounces off the the back of the turf, mm-hmm. gets up, takes a couple steps, and then falls. You don't just fall after a hit just for no for no reason, right? Like, Brad, I, and you can talk about this because I'm sure you've been through concussion protocol yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get how he that happened and he passed. It just doesn't make sense to me. It was because of the game that they're in, the prime Thank time you. game, Thank who you. they're playing. If they were playing the Jaguars, he's not coming back in that game. But because all those Bills fans traveled to Miami, the stands were crazy. This is Miami's biggest home game in years. And they want to win this so bad, and they actually have a chance against, you know, probably at the time the MVP front runner Josh Allen, or at least in the conversation. All those Bills fans, if anybody's seen the video, they they were rolling in that stadium. That stadium was packed with a lot of Bills fans, and that's their biggest game. And you have a chance to win, and he, you just turn uh, turn the other cheek to be like, fuck, like it was back spasm. Not once, if my fucking if my back hurts, I'm gonna reach for it out 
one point. If I have a mosquito bite on my arm, I am going to scratch at it at least one time. If I have a, something on my leg, I'm going to reach for it. There's not one clip you can show me as soon as that happened that he ever even made the notion of taking his hand to his back, yeah. that he had back spasms. He's shaking his head. He don't know that he's falling down. Why would that cause you to fall down and that not like cringe, like, oh, man, my back, and then you clench for your back or your knee or something. He's just like, I, his equilibrium was off. He's, yeah, big he's stunned. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I've, I've had a concussion in high school and I, you can look at the video. I'm like stumbling all over. I don't know what the heck's going on. I cleared concussion protocol, though. I did because it was real quick because if you've seen some interviews, people are like, oh, what, what's well where are you at what's the day of the week and it's like well shit i play on fridays it's friday um who we're playing i still remember or i can you know what i mean glance or something it's it's really basic at that point in time this is 2011 no 10 no, it's like no it's like 2009 so it's not even that at that time it's even really vanilla like it's like okay get them back in there and then i get in there i score such that i have no recollection of other than film i don't remember scoring it and then they saw when i was on the sideline that i started showing way more symptoms and signs that took me out of the game i say that to say like yeah he still came back in played good and all that but if you have back spasms you're reaching for your back at least once and if we're going to be in this nfl and try to protect concussions and then you know wonder why this player 10 years 15 years down the road is having issues mentally or something like that and you can go back to this game and be like well where was the emphasis in that was mm -hmm. that really worth mm -hmm. it to beat the bills on in a in a september game was that worth it you know at the time it sounds worth it down the road what are they going to say to the nfl well Oh, yeah. we just turned a blind eye. It's it's on record now. Oh, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So they got to get in trouble for it, or that means the NFL's not protecting their play. They hire a doctor in every single game that's being played, a spotter. He is a hired physician that already makes tons of money, and his job is to sit up in a press box and see any signs that he sees on the field, and he has the ability to press a button and to tell the refs to stop the game. That that dude needs to get checked for a concussion. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's called an NFL spotter, and that that was put in place in like 2016 or something like so that. They and go and that they extent. work for the NFL. Work for the. NFL. They don't work for a specific nope. team. Nope. Just for the NFL. So they're not like buying contractor. So how they let? How would they let that slide? And in? you know, I don't know, Chancho, and that's what I was talking about with with my buddy Ditto, and I was like, man, there's no way that that's just he passed right. And also, Brad, if you're going to talk about back spasms, if if you're if you have a pain in your back, and this is just me speaking. And it takes me to my knees. Mm -hmm. You, there's something wrong, right? Not just a little spasm, right? Like that's gonna make me tiptoe more than anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and if you're playing the whole game, uh, there would be many plays where you hand the ball off and you're like, oh yeah, or like you're grabbing your back or bent At some over. Point, yeah. yeah. So, and I guess you know, Brad, and I want I want to get your opinion on this. What if the because the Dolphins have their own doctor too on the sideline, correct? Mm -hmm. What if he's telling Coach McDaniel's right? Like, what if he's telling him like? Hey, he's he's not good, and he's the one that's like, well, it that's doesn't work not, like that. To, I, it's, to, it's it's a player. Whether they you're supposed to go to the tent on the side, they should be able to video everything that's going on. They went straight to the locker room. It was about to be halftime. They can do whatever they want in that locker room, dude. There's no cameras back oh, there. Once you get yeah, back yeah. there, he. 
you're a player. You want to get back in the game. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to, and every a lot of people have in the past. I want to play. I want to play. And he's a competitor. It's a huge game. I get it. But at some point, who's we Protect can't be him. bitching at the that's, NFL about something if we're not protecting the players. Mm-hmm. That's why it's unionized. That's why they have the NFL Players Association because of things like that, so they can yes. protect the players. Yes. And that's who's launching the investigation is the Players Association saying exactly. the NFL may think it's okay. They may say it's okay, but guess what? We protect our players. Exactly. And we're the ones who are going to investigate it. And if we have a problem, the NFL is going to pay for it. Yes. So that's where it's coming into play Be- between the two between the NFL Players Association and the NFL, the NFL may not see anything wrong with it, but the Players Association is the one that's going to protect the players. But, but to Brad's point, I mean, the NFL can't pick and choose when they want to protect their players, right? Like, exactly. you, you can't – I mean, I'll be even say it right now. Even in that game, if that's a lineman or a defensive player that doesn't have a huge name or even – you know what I mean? Somebody that that's not the quarterback in, in this right. type of game, a divisional game. Yeah. The superstar. The, the, yeah, they're coming out. Yep. Even in that game, mm-hmm. I, it don't have to be against the Jags or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think that they—that's what happened. And it might have been Tua, right? He would have been like, "Man, well, I need to make up for my tiny arm, so I got to show toughness, right? Like, <laughs> I got to get out there and do this." But I think that you have to protect the player from the player. You can't pick and choose, right? Because then, at the end of the day, you don't have no argument after that. You know, the the player they agree on the collective bargaining agreement and the protocols that are in place. Everybody signs off on it, and if something. You know, if you didn't take them to the sideline, these players can play. If you're going to let them through the head, they're going to play regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they they will play. It's the doctors and those people. But I think that game, would, it just meant so much that they were like – 100 Like the, even yep. the doctors want to win it. That's how bad yeah, it was. Dang. The trainers want to win it. You know what I mean? And so that's where the point where they're like and, – and then they doubled down on, on the interviews today, back spasm, and I'm just like, Show me the film where it's backspasm, yep. please. Yeah. No. It's not going to fly. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but on the fly topic, fly eagles fly, oh, switching over. God. Our, we just determined that we all, none of us believe that that the, the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. I think they're going to be very good. As much as I'm not a fan of Tiny Arm Tua, I think there's a lot of things around him that can stay within 20 yards because that's all he can throw the ball. I think that there's so many weapons around him that that they'll be you know they'll be in contention. And I'm not gonna lie, the NFL is a lot more fun when the Dolphins are relevant, right? Yeah, sure. It, it, I mean, it, it's just cool to see. But Sammy, I'll go to you. The Eagles are are undefeated. Oh, and and a lot of people are are talking highly of this football team. Are they the best team in the NFL? Definitely the best team in the NFC for sure, by mm. far, mm. easily. Mm. They just have too many weapons on offense. Great defensively. I did make a mistake. I benched them this week for the Bears. For some reason, I thought an old uh, defensive coordinator that made the Texans offense and I guess made Davis look silly prior, thought he would do it again. But, man, the Eagles are so good. All you Cowboys fans are excited about this Giants win. Lick my nuts. (laughs) Don't be silly. It's not about beating the Giants. It's about beating the Eagles first. Yeah. And, And you don't think the Cowboys can do that? Because you think that the Eagles are the best it's team? It's possible. I mean, it is possible. But at the end of the day, the Eagles are the much better team by a million miles. Ooh. With A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, 
Dak coming back, the, the Cowboys don't stand a chance? Dak, the Cowboys may be a worse team with Dak at the Cowboys. Oh, wait, he's wow, coming, wow. He's coming, he's coming wow. back? Mm-hmm. Dak is coming back? That's coming hard from a guy who only had two wins this year. Uh, uh, well, uh, hey, but overall. I'm <laughs> but, Brad, we were just talking about the Eagles, of course. How good do you think the Eagles can be, and are they the best team in the NFL if the Dolphins aren't? They're playing really good. And Jalen Hurts yeah. and uh, Devontae Smith helping my fantasy mm. real well. So, <laughs> you got them both? Uh, in separate ones. In separate. But, nice. But uh, they're both doing – damn, they're playing really well. And Jalen Hurts is playing damn good. So Scary good. Yeah, I would definitely – yeah, and that in that division, I would say they're the team to beat right now. Yep. What about the NFC? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're probably up there. Yeah, and yeah. I agree. I mean, right now they're they're other than I guess the only other one I would honestly say is, is the Packers. Yeah, because you got a better, way better quarterback You're, by the end of the season. Because it's it's when it matters, right? Team to beat is not team to beat tomorrow. It's team to beat right in now. the NFC yeah. whenever it it matters. Right. And I, I think I know this agreement, but they're getting healthy. And they're they're still winning, you know, and they've yep. won big games, played in big games, and so that would probably be the other team yep. as of right now. And you know that I hope I hope that's the that's the game to decide it, you know, to get to the Super Bowl. But I'm just not I'm not sold on my Packers right now. I, I, yes, we are getting healthy. We beat a Tom Brady team that didn't have Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. Like he just didn't but have. You also a, went in with a Packers and team Giselle. that didn't have your full arsenal. Of right, for sure. No, for sure. I, I mean, I would say that, but I just I, I don't like our defense right now. If Tom they held Brady, Tom Brady to twelve points, don't get me wrong. But oh, I like that rookie. Oh yeah, yeah, he's good. Number he's two. If he wasn't wifeless, you know what would have happened. <laughs> All right, y'all done lit the fire under that boy. He's uh, he, fucking he, he, mad now. He, he talked about it too, and it was pretty intense when he talked about you know he don't count me out. He said I've been counting out my whole life, and I was like, man, that's the damn statement. That, He's that, going to fucking. That's Super what Bowl. I was expecting the uh, to happen to Joe Burrow uh, mm. when they were bringing him down the second week or the first week, whatever that they got their ass whooped. I was expecting that, and then I was expecting him to go into Dallas and just pick Dallas apart, but. Our Lord and Savior Cooper Rush put a stop to it. He slayed a bangle. Mm-hmm. Slayed a bangle. <laughs> slayed he a slayed giant. a bangle in rush hour. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna pick apart an eagle and cook it. <laughs> Guys, speaking of getting picked apart, the oh, the God, I almost did it again. I almost did it again. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders are zero and three. That's in, uh, with, not to my surprise. No, really? I told y'all Josh McDaniels has issues. I told y'all two you weeks ago. You did say that. I think you're There's right. Yeah. With the stats that Devontae Adams is putting up, it's incredible to see their own three. And they're the only team in the league. With but I think Brad was the one that said it a couple yeah. weeks ago. Like sometimes too much talent is is like too like too many people to get the ball to. I mean, I feel like they're falling victim to that. I just I think they're in some serious trouble. If you ask me, them and the Broncos, in my opinion, are Ooh. that's not a look. Aren't all the losses of the Raiders like last minute mistakes? Uh, not, I mean, I wouldn't say last minute, but they, they they've finish. had some chances and they just couldn't capitalize. Yeah, they, were, they were ahead big time on uh, the Cardinals because they showed that meme of the, the two chicks and the dude spraying the champagne mm. <laughs> against the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, against the yeah. Chargers. They almost had a chance. They ruined that one. And then it's so it's kind of like they're not. Maybe they're not clicking at the moment. I mean, because it's definitely, they're not getting blown out. But, you know, it's definitely, they just can't finish it. Some I think they're in trouble. Finish. Sammy, you think they're in trouble? Yeah, they're in deep trouble, man. And their schedule's tough. You know, they're in a tough division. Probably the hardest in the league. Mm. Brad, are they in trouble? Yeah, absolutely. 
I and I I think it goes back to Josh McDaniel. There's a trend here, right? And and I think that's I mean John Gruden had him playing good, Basaccia had him playing good, and you upgraded on the offensive and defensive end, and you're back to zero and three. Common denominator there. There's a lot of yeah. things in place, and Josh McDaniel comes from that same Belichick tree that when you leave Daddy's nest. You don't play so yeah, good and, and, speaking and you're of not that, as good as you think you were. That's what I was going to say is maybe like they bring in like a Matt Patricia or somebody to really revamp that yeah. program. Yeah. <laughs> bring in Matt. Yeah, do that. I was, oh I was waiting. <laughs> Y'all see what I yeah, did Yeah, I was there? waiting, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, look at all look at his that's, all his predecessors. None of them, none of them pan out. You can't said, name me one. He said, once you leave Daddy's no, none tree. of them. No, <laughs> Daddy's nest. Daddy's nest, sorry. It's tough. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but speaking of coaches, guys, you know, moving on into the next, we all agree that the Raiders are in trouble, and I think they're in some serious trouble. That I, I don't know, I just maybe I'm hating on Devontae Adams or something, but <laughs> they're they're in trouble. But I was watching the sideline this past weekend, and we were just talking about some coaches. There was multiple player coach altercations. That was a weird week to see. All that. Oh, was a, and, I mean, yeah. you're talking about Mahomes gets into it with his offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, Quentin, William, Quentin Williams, right? Oh, he gets Quentin into Williams. it with his D-line coach. It's just all over the place. And then, well, the coach spazzing out in the press box, of course. And these are two elite of elite. You know, Quentin Williams is the elite of elite. You know, everybody knows Mahomes. So, Brad, and that's what I want to get. These are grown men, right? Everybody's a grown man in the NFL. But, like, do you like to see that? As an ex-player, or you know what that is? It's it's um, evident of a coach just getting too comfortable and like thinking you're superior. At the end of the day, they're all men out there. You might be able to talk to your high school uh, players like that, your college players, but there's some guys that, first of all, make way more money than you. Some of them are even older, older than their coaches. You're not gonna talk to me like. I'm a little kid. You're going to show me some respect. So you know what I mean? Because that's not a way you would talk to, you know, to, it's just certain people you just wouldn't talk to like that. And to, and some players, it, it, some coaches, you know, they're constantly, you know, they, they study film and all that stuff as well. And, uh, you, you know, they spend countless hours. But just some, some, some of the ways these coaches talk to players that I've been around, I'm like, ain't no way. I mean, I – don't have a say, you know, but when you're a guy like these guys at the top of their game, listen, bro, I'm here to win too, just like you, but you're not going to talk to me like I'm just some piece of property. Right. You know what I mean? And, and there was some clips, like, there were clips that were they were showing on, like, ESPN, like, I believe the coach is Greg Williams, I believe is his name. He's yes. a defensive coach. Yes. Whole, Brad just said, I mean, this guy would rip into some people calling. Isn't he the, the Bounty Gate coach? Yes, yes, I believe so. But I mean, this dude was talking to people like, "Get over here, you dumb mother!" You know what I mean? I like, like Coach Williams. Yeah, like you, I played with. Uh, he was oh, our, our defense coordinator. Really? Yeah, you have talked about him. Yeah, so so I, like I mean, this dude was going off on people like, "Hey!" But also, this was like preseason. He was like, "When I cut your ass, you better look <laughs> at effort first and this and that." But I guess what I'm getting at is, I, the Quint Williams deal it, for me, it I wasn't really surprised to see that one. I mean. If you look at the way the franchise is right now and has been for a long time, we brought when Jason Morrow was on the show, he talks about the Jets organization and how it's ran. And it's just it's not really a, a, a place people want to play based on, you know, what he was saying. But what surprised me was the Mahomes deal. And maybe that's just competitiveness. That's, that's not competitive. That one didn't look that. Yeah, bad. The, it, it was more like there It was a disagreement on something. It right. wasn't like less square. We could potentially throw down. 
there's other altercations you can look at that right. it's like oh we'll get chest to chest and you know, yeah and, and I, I feel like I, I feel like, like the Mahomes that. one was more like maybe it was more like hey in that situation like why why didn't we go why don't we do this he's seeing something that the coach did right. on the field well and Shady McCoy came out and put something out he's talking about Eric Bieniemy saying he knows nothing about play calling I, I know knows nothing about passing maybe he and and, and there, he came out and tw- tweeted that right. Yeah. I saw that, and well, it's he played just, underneath him at least for a season. But I mean, I, for me, I just I don't like to see it just because it. I don't know, like I just don't like to see it. But also, too, like in, from Brad's perspective, I wouldn't be talking to these dudes like so, any type of way. I feel like just because I'm I got the headset on, right? Like mm-hmm. they were winning fourteen ten when that happened, and they lost the game. This was at halftime. So they were up when that they were yeah, up. So then that had to be like, hey, already. we need to run this in that situation against that front or you know what I mean? Like No, but if you look at Bien, he we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, Mahomes is like, no, we're not gonna settle for 14-10 going in. We need to go do X amount. And the reason the Bills coach got so mad in the press box because they had two botched before half and the end of the game, clock management and uh errors. It it was terrible. And so those are instances. Those are where games are won. I mean, yes, this is are. the NFL. You, it's it's a game of inches. Um, you, who can manage the clock, time management, all that stuff. It, it's just here, or there. Ain't that right, and so, Tim? yeah, you were good at fourteen ten <laughs> or whatever it was. But it's like, no, we we need to score more. Right. We need to do. These guys shouldn't be in the game with us there at that go. point. Yeah. And, and and with the Bills deal, Allen fumbled the snap on the spike, so he had to pick it up and throw it to Stephon Diggs really quick. And I don't – that's not – that wasn't a – oh, my God, he tried to Marino it and Marino – no, he didn't. He fumbled the ball and had to – so, like, that's what I was going to get at. Why didn't he just spike it? Exactly. I don't know. Coaching. don't know what went through his head. Or maybe a mental bust. A mental – and I, yeah, and you error. look at his body language. I think it was a mental bust. And it happens, yeah. After that, they run the play, can't get the ball well, down. I mean, and just look at look – at, I mean, look at the end of the, that game. They kind of talked about it. Like, they were they were hurting everybody on the field. There's guys laying on the field when the game was over because it's hot, humid. That's when you really got to tap in your mental. And you're playing in Buffalo. You're not – you're going to the hot, you know, where it's not that hot up there in Buffalo. No. And so you're not thinking, I mean, just look at the last throw that he missed. I mean, he missed a wide open guy that would have won the yep. game. Yep. And how do you miss that? And you also fumbled a snap. I understand how great he is and everything, but I think the elements in that case played a little bit as well. And, and I believe they were, did they x-ray his hand? Were, weren't they x-raying his hand? So maybe that maybe that had to be some with it, something Possible. to do with it, but... I wonder what Tua said to him. Did you see after the game, Tua approached him and they had some words. And I saw Josh Allen kind of lay his yeah. head on his shoulder pads, and I thought that was interesting. I really don't see NFL players do that. I don't know what he said to him, what he could have said. He to said, him. come here, son. It's no, all right, honestly, baby. I think Tua, Tua, I'm daddy Tua now. was probably praying for him, honestly. Okay. Tua is that no, type no, of dude yeah. as far as I know, and, and – as long as it was, maybe that's what it no, was. No, okay, I got you. I or, was curious. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Or he just, asked him, where the fuck we at, dude? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, don't talk to me. Let me put my head down. <laughs> what the fuck just happened, bro? <laughs> Andrew, that is the best comment. Yeah. <laughs> but you had a thousand, but that one's great. That's, that's good. He's trying to hold oh, the <laughs> Josh is like, oh, you can't be serious. <laughs> no way I lost. Let me put my head down here. <laughs> that, that'd be perfect. Yeah, he put his head down like, 
I lost to this guy. <laughs> Don't know where the fuck he's at. <laughs> That's one of the funniest moments on Bullcorn Sports for me, at least. God. That, that needs to be the meme. <laughs> Put that in a meme. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. That's... Chancho, that was a W for you on this show, right? Thank yes. you. Uh, guess what else was a W for you? The king of pigs. Chancho is our week's winner, correct? Is he really? Oh, I thought you were talking about I'm Baker sorry. Mayfield. I'm sorry. There was a tie for first is what it looks like. Mr. Eric and Chancho are the leaders for last week's pick-ems. You know, Eric, I'll take Dethroning the, the king, you Sammy, all the same after two weeks. Well, what the fuck do you want me to do? But I give you your this, props. They, they had to dethrone the king, the two-week running king. But I did pick the Chiefs to lose. So. You, you know, yeah. What did I say earlier? Yeah. I was looking at the list, and I was like, how the fuck did Sammy pick the Colts? Pick the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then after that, it was all terrible after that. Well, ta- you also said that the Giants were going to win by, by double, double digits. digits. I was way off. <laughs> The Cowboys keep screwing me. And then before that, I said, blow out of the week. Nothing. I'll take that, Eric. And then you you, you both at the bottom. You had Jets money line. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. The Bengals beat them up. That was nasty. Dude, you owe Chris 100 bucks. You've yet to acknowledge that. First off, hey, Chris wants to collect. Tell him to come see me. Damn, (laughs) Cooper Rush. I'm sick of him. Dude, I wish we had that on video. How quick he hopped up. That man believes in Cooper Rush. Fucking hopped up. Uh, <laughs> Chancho, that's fucking funny, bro. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, can't get my mic a little bit. I can't get myself. To <laughs> While he gathers uh, himself, let me take over this pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive into these pickums, and we're gonna start right off uh, with Mister. I don't know where he's at. Tua Tagovailoa, aka Tiny Arm Tua, is headed to Cincinnati this Thursday on Prime Video. Cincinnati opens up at a minus three and a half favorite at home it's, against the Dolphins. This season's been so off, dude. It's it's fucking. There's rough. no way that's. You know what? That is very. Not, that line is crazy to me. Sammy, go to you first here. Who do you like? Dolphins at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus three and a half. There's too many close games for the Dolphins. Too many overtimes and big games. Huge Bengals right here. Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Are the Bengals 0-3? 1-2. No, okay, 1-2. Oh, wow. All right, we'll keep on going down the list. Now, before we keep going, that is a primetime game. Are we doing all games this week? Do them all, yes. Okay. It was funny, yeah, because last week we kind of just dibble dabbled. Like, this week you didn't mention, mention Baker Mayfield going back on top. But anyways. No, he's <laughs> uh, he's not worthy yet. He's not worthy. Dude, he got over the uh, the Queen's passing and he showed the fuck out. Right. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he yeah. was sad about the Queen. Uh, yeah. Nice. Brad, Cincinnati minus Bengals. three and a half. Bengals? Mm-hmm. Wow. Chancho. Mm, I feel bad for Joe. I'm going to go Bengals. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the points. You're taking concussion? Wait, I thought you said Bengals Steelers. No, no. Dolphins at Bengals. Thursday on Prime Video, Cincinnati is favored by three and a half. I'm going with the Dolphins. I want to see how far they can take this. Oh, it's on a Thursday too? Forget it. Bengals all the way. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I just so, picked Tiny so, Arm Tua to win. Yeah, and he has a concussion. No, I didn't I didn't pick him to win. I picked him to cover. Wait, he's still going to pick the team to cover, right? right? I picked Dang the team cover. to cover. He is, <laughs> he is still going to play even though that investigation's undergoing? What investigation? We'll see tomorrow and Wednesday. Okay. Something's going to come out. Something's going to come out here pretty soon. Does Brett have insight? Dolphins plus three and a half. If 
tiny arm to a place. Mm. Eric, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna take Bengals. Fuck all y'all then. <laughs> that, you're in a good spot though. I said Miami. Oh, you did take. I, I changed okay, Vegas. Yeah. yeah, you and Chanch. Vikings go to the Saints. Minnesota minus two and a half on the road. Sammy. That's in London too. Why is that? Yeah, eight thirty a.m. In London. It's in London. Oh, matter both teams on the dang road. Eight thirty a.m. Vikings at the Saints. Minnesota minus two and a half. Favorite. So it's a prime time for Kirk Cousins. I want to say Saints. <laughs> prime time. <laughs> Technically. Eight thirty a.m. Saints. 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 <laughs> you can end the game and go to brunch. Bradley would no, know. I think he's dope. played there before. I think. Bradley, you played in London, right? I played in London. Yeah. Did you go to brunch after the game? No, we played at like four o'clock London. It was like it wasn't the same time over there. It was like four four o'clock London. We were eight hours. Listen, motherfuckers. (laughs) I see y'all laughing and it just hit me. Four London time, but it was like eight in the morning. I didn't realize here. Okay, gotcha. So you're not going to brunch over there. You're you're not playing. You would go to brunch here. Like like the lights, like by the time we walked out of the locker room, it was dark. What they call dinner over there? Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Who you taking? Vikings. Vikings plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. We got Jameis Winston is going to eat a W with his team crumpets. I'm going with Jameis Winston and the Saints. Man, this one's tough for me, but not too tough. I'm going Vikings. I just feel every time I see the Vikings on the news, that's the ain't first good. game in London, too, mm-hmm. since and the Queens just passed. Mm. Oh. Huh? They should have put Baker over there. A Viking a and tribute. a Saint? <laughs> Are they doing one or two games in London? Three, I think. Three, okay. I think Green Bay plays in different. I think they're in different places. That's though. they're not all in London. When the when the Packers play, we should watch that game and then go to brunch. That's how you do it. Be I'm drunk by take, ten. I'm gonna take the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, y'all never been up early to watch an F1 race. I know that. Shit. <laughs> Hell no. Browns at Falcons. Cleveland minus one and a half on the road. Who you got, Sammy? That's a real tough one. Browns are such a good team, and the Falcons are – they're a decent team too. Give me the Browns, the better team. Give me the Falcons. Mm-hmm. We got Go Falcons. Uh, give me the Browns. Commanders travel to Jerry World, Dallas minus three. Commanders, easy. Cowboys. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. I will take – Commanders. You fucking hater. We'll say Chris is going Dallas on that one. <laughs> Seattle travels to Detroit. Detroit coming in and our biggest spread of the night so far. Detroit minus five and a half. Lions at home. Big. I'm mean, the Seahawks. Mm. Oh, I'm going to go Seahawks. Eric? Uh, Detroit. Give me the Seahawks. The Titans travel to Indianapolis. Indy comes in a three-point favorite at home. Divisional game. Yo, he smashed the fuck out of that pad. Divisional game. Right there. Who the fuck, am, <laughs> the fuck we at? <laughs> uh, Give me the Colts. Colts at home, Brad. Colts. Chancho? Mm, Colts. I'm going to go Titans. Give me Titans, too. Bears go to the Giants. No line so far. He it's keeps it. calling them that. <laughs> it threw me all the way up. I was like, hold on. 
<laughs> even line here. So it's just a pick. It's even. It's even. It's a pick. Uh, give me, give me the Bears. Giants terrible. Give me the Giants. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bears. You weren't preaching that shit last week, Sammy. I'm going with the Bears. They were. I got Giants. <laughs> I got the Giants because I can't pick the Bears in anything. Uh, Jaguars <laughs> versus the Eagles. Jaguars travel to the Eagles. Philadelphia minus six and a half. Don't fall for this one. Jags plus six and a half. Oh, okay. Eagles. Jags. Eagles. Jags traveled to LA last week. They went back home and now they're going to East Coast. Mm-mm. I'm going to go Eagles. They are on the East Coast. Yeah, I know, but they just traveled to LA. They're coming all the way back and then having to put. Like it. Ooh. Boom, boom. And then but they're not even coming back home. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. that's a lot of traveling. Yeah, it is. Jets travel to Pittsburgh to face off against the Steelers. Pittsburgh is a minus three and a half point favorite. Sammy, who you taking? I'll take I'll take Steelers at home. Give me the Jets. Oh, uh, what's his name's coming back? Oh. Milf Hunter? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> no. I'll go Jets. I got Steelers. Steelers. The Bills travel to the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, this is going to be a good game. Mm. This is going to be a real good game. Buffalo comes into Baltimore a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, take Buffalo here for sure. Lamar Jackson, MVP, the rain, well, not raining, but he's the front runner for MVP right now. Yeah, they just came off an emotional game, too, in which they won. I mean, I, the Bills are going to be healthy. Take the Bills. Ravens. I'm going with America's team that Bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Ravens. Give me Ravens, just because it's just because the half point. <laughs> what do you mean? Because if Buffalo has to cover three and a half. Oh, gotcha. yes, yeah. it's gonna be a three point game. Chargers at the Texans. Chargers are a minus five point favorite. Sammy. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers. Houston. You want Houston to cover the five? Mm-hmm. Choncho. Chargers. Eric. Uh, Chargers. Give me the Chargers. What's Houston's record? Oh, two uh, and one. No wins. Oh, okay. Cardinals go to the Panthers. Ooh. Caker Mayfield. Carolina opens the game a point and a half favorite. Minus one and a half. Who do you got, Sammy? Nobody. I, I, I guess I'll pick the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals. You should know better. Derek? Uh, I'm going Cardinals. <laughs> I'm going Cardinals. <laughs> the mediocre Mackless Patriots travel to Green Bay in our biggest spread of the night. Green Bay opens the game a 10.5-point favorite. Wow. I wish you would have seen my story on it. And show. it's because Mac Jones is, is not going to be in the game. So mm. yeah. Hoyer's going to start, right? Of, Hurt his vagina. His, so far, his yeah. ankle. Severe ankle sprain. Patriots. Patriots covered 10 and a half? Yeah. Brad. Packers. Go Packers. I got Packers. Don't ask. Me. I got Packers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. That's a big spread. Broncos go to the Raiders. Las Vegas minus two points. Worst game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Be, take yeah. 
Goodness, I don't know. Flush the toilet. Flip a coin. One. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Broncos. I, who has the points? Uh, give me the Broncos plus two. Yeah. Who are you taking? Broncos. Mm. Flush the toilet. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders just so I can hopefully get a raise. My dad loves the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Broncos. I'm going Broncos because I don't. The fuck the one Yo, quick. Did y'all, did y'all see that? <laughs> With the with the Bucks getting getting lucky with that touchdown pass with a time time clock expiring, yeah, Aaron Rodgers saw something on the jumbotron. What? Hey, you didn't see that? No. What the fuck are you talking he about? He told the reporter, he goes, "Sometimes the the jumbotron tells you a little more than than you should know." Yeah, he even, was talking even about at home. the play clock. Yeah. No, he's talking about the jumbotron, the no, no, actual it, jumbotron. No, but talking. it was show, it showed the play oh, clock. Oh, okay, okay. That's I what didn't he saw. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Chiefs traveled to the Buccaneers. In Sunday night football, primetime, Kansas City minus two and a half. And they both lost? Weather may be a factor? I'll, I'll take Brady. Brady minus? Oh, no, Brady plus two and a half. We got? Give me the Chiefs. Mm. I'm going the Bucks. I got Chiefs. So we went Bucks, Chiefs. Bucks. Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And our Monday night matchup is going to be the Rams travel to the 49ers. San Francisco comes into the game a two-point favorite. Who you got? Garoppolo. I got the Niners. Oh, heck no. Give me the Rams. I'm going to believe in uh, old Jimmy G. I got Rams. I got Rams. That's the pick of the week, by the way. Is it really? 49ers, yes. And do y'all want to cover in? That game was tough to watch last night. It was. I didn't, I, I didn't watch it either. It's hard to watch. But he hasn't got much pl- practice time. That's what I attribute it to. Who? The whole preseason. Jimmy Garoppolo? He was practicing by himself, dude. What do you mean? No, nah, man. Two college games, two wild cards I want to cover. Okay. And we're biased because we have a Texas Tech alum on then our Then don't body. ask me. <laughs> you know who I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's, and it's an interesting line. That's why I want to talk about it. It's Texas Tech travels to Kansas State. Kansas State comes is an eight point favorite at home. Dude. That's crazy. I, that's a, it's a crazy line. I, I'm going tech. But who you go? Who you got? I can't believe that. I'm gonna say give me tech. The, give me the points, yeah. Yeah. Brad Tech. <laughs> Don't matter. Chacho, you got tech? Yeah, I want to get invited to Bradley's house next time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how it is. <laughs> Eric. Kansas State. Oh! <laughs> yeah, this like, he's doing it on purpose now. No, yeah, he's just doing it. <laughs> um, and then the second wild card NCAA game is going to be two uh, top 25 teams. Number two, Alabama travels to Arkansas. It's an away game. Alabama is a minus 17 point favorite. No way. Arkansas all the way. It is Alabama on the road. I don't think Alabama covers the 17. Brad, who you got? Bama. Covers the 17? Yep. Bama. What you got? There's going to be a lot of kissing. Uh, Bama. Stand. Give me Arkansas to cover the 17. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> and I believe that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode. That was fun. I'm going to come out on top on picks. I already can feel it. But thank you all for participating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad we did all the games. No, for sure. <laughs> He needs them. <laughs> he needs all the games. Yeah, no. Um, and as always, last week. to all of our listeners, uh, don't forget, like, follow, subscribe. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Bullcorn Sports 1 on social media and Twitter. Um, and, guys, 
thank huge shout out to Gorilla Heavy Hitters Boxing Gym for for showing up today with us. Uh, they they're in action October fifteenth here in Odessa, Texas. So stay on the lookout for more information on our social media accounts on that. Uh, but yeah, no, we've got an exciting week of football to come. Um, I'm sure next week's going to be a blast. To how the local sports is going to be another crazy, which I say another crazy week, but in in the pick'em aspect because everybody's open this week. So, any last words, Eric? Nope. Uh, appreciate Conrad and Aaron for coming yep. in, man. That was great. Chancho. Uh, I had like seven people ask me about the mask. Until this podcast dies, I will never not wear a mask for a show. And happy birthday to Jovi and my boy Drew. Oh. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out Joby, Joby and Drew. Joby and Drew. Brad? Combination right there. Uh, no. Appreciate it. I was back in the saddle today, yeah, you know, as my good. boy Sammy would say. Yeah. Back, in, <laughs> back the in the saddle. Back in the saddle. Let's go. <laughs> good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to Conrad. Happy birthday, Joby. Yes, sir. And from myself, the 4A Freight Train, Don Bejarano, that's going to do it for episode 26, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be fire. As always, Bullcorn Sports, where if it's happening, we, we talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs>